everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I'm your host, Kevin, and I have been and a special guest with us that I will introduce in about 30 seconds. And in this show, we are going to talk about the NFL draft. The NFL draft is right around the corner. It is on April 19th. And basically what we're going to do today is we are going to do our own mock draft. This is we have seen mock drafts for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And now the draft is finally upon us. We're less than a week away on the NFL draft. And I am glad to introduce to you this week. Our special guest is Pete from A2D Radio. And he is going to assist us with some of these picks on the draft. If you haven't heard his show uh, somewhere along the line in this show, we will give you the information on the show so you can go ahead and pull it into your podcast. Make this make that show also one of the things that you listen to. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to go ahead and we are going to go through all 32 teams in the first round. And we are going to pick the team. We're going to pick the players who we think that the team is going to pick. It's not going to be our choice. It's not going to be what we think the team should do. We're going to act like the actual GM. Um, and we're going to go through picks one through 32. Hey, you never know. There might be a trade that pops in. We'll see what happens. And guys, if you are ready, we have pick number one, which is Jacksonville. They are currently on the clock. Take it away, Pete. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on the Pigs, uh, Pigskin Pandemic. It's nice to join you, Kevin, Ben. Um, just to give a, a little context, we always had uh, a chat where we would go back and forth, back and forth. You know, being an Eagles fan here, so uh, always wasn't the, the, the easiest. Always wasn't the easiest, but I'm, I'm thankful that I'm here. It's nice to be on a different platform. Uh, you know, you can catch me on A2D Radio on all platforms, specifically Birds of a Feather, but we got content. And Kevin's actually been on the show. I know Ben is, uh, we tried to get Ben on, uh, but never mind. We will definitely have it happen at some point in some capacity. But with that being said, I did all that lead in, fam, to do all this because it's, it's a no-brainer here who Jacksonville is taking at number one. Uh, we're going to go Trevor Lawrence to give Urban Meyer First time coach in the NFL, give him some, uh, some stability at the quarterback position with the quote unquote generational talent, number one player, most boards overall, number one quarterback. So that definitely gives him some leeway. Um, yeah, it's not it's not too much to think about here. Turn that card in, uh, shake the hands of Mr. Goodell and uh, Trevor Lawrence and now Jacksonville Jaguar. He actually won't be shaking the hand. I thought it was interesting that he's not going to be attending, even though he's oh. you know locked in as the number one guy, which is not the first time that's happened, but especially in, you know, and who knows, could be COVID related, could be, you know, concerns for that. But at the same time, the fact that they were opening up and that kind of thing, I did think that was surprising. That they didn't have kind of the biggest marquee name 
that's you know kind of involved that he's not going to be there in person. So uh, it will be a virtual handshake, but no, no arguments whatsoever. That's definitely where the Jacksonville's going. There's no arguments here. I mean, it's going to be obvious. I'm hoping that the pick comes in as soon as he says Jacksonville's on the clock. Oh, and they pick Trevor Lawrence because the, the waiting game doesn't even make any sense. They know they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Oh, they, don't make us been, wait. Don't make us they've wait. Been ra- they've been raving and raving about how much he can retain and how much of Urban Meyer's um, offensive system he can retain. But that's in a short clip. You know, that's with no defense in front of him. But, I mean, he can retain it. So they think that he is that guy. Um, the world thinks he's that guy. I think he's that guy. That's where he's going to go, Jacksonville. That's what I think. That's what I, I believe that's what Jacksonville is going to do. Yes. And so real quick, and now before we get to pick number two, because I know we're at a two-minute clock, you said that he was supposed, he's been tabbed that guy. Like, we've known this kid has been coming out ever since yeah, the year Deshaun exactly. Watson left. Yep. How much pressure – when's the last time you've seen this much pressure before he even takes the NFL snaps and make an NFL throw for a QB? How far back would we have to go? Last year? Yeah, I mean, you know, to guys like Tua, I would say that's there. And then also, you know, last year Joe Burrow was clear-cut very early on, you know, was going to be the number one. And then going back, you know, previous years when you've had clear-cut number ones that have been known – um, you know, like the Andrew Lux of the world and the, um, you know, th- those type of players. But yeah, it's been, it's been, it feels like it's been a minute, I guess, uh, Baker, you know. Right. And that's a little bit, that's the difference there, where when I say clear cut number one, we're talking, we're talking about taking this a step further. I think the closest name that you said that I can align it to is Andrew Luck, where yeah. you knew Andrew Luck was going to be the number one overall pick when he was a sophomore, maybe even a freshman, like you knew you had that talk. We mm-hmm. knew Trevor Lawrence. We, we've been waiting for this day yeah. for so long. And Jets fans were mad that they won those last two games because they had it on their schedule. April 29th of 2021, we're drafting Je- Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Obviously they're not doing that because t- whatever, for whatever reason, obviously they won a couple games, but I think Andrew Luck is the closest thing as, as far as expectations. Yeah, I think so. Definitely Peyton. Yeah, yeah sure, way back. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, I mean, Kyler Murray, maybe. to an extent, you know, Kyler Murray was close in there as well, but he wasn't as locked in in the pre-draft process as being, you know, oh. definitely the number one guy. It became definitely a number one thing once you knew who the coach was and those kind of things. But um you know, that was that was another one that was pretty locked in there. Uh, but, yeah, I would say the closest thing I agree, probably Andrew Luck. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andrew Luck definitely, definitely is, is as close. Uh, in recent years, we've had number one quarterbacks. Yeah. But um, that were clear-cut number one quarterbacks in their senior year, not – the year before, prior right, right, not not for three, four years early. waiting. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's truth. That's yep. true. Yeah, very, very so true. So now we have pick number two. Pick number two is the New York Football Jets. They are on the clock, and Ben has that pick. It, it's it's again pretty chalk. Um, I don't think there's going to be any shocks here. I've seen some people, you know, speculate they could you know, surprise people and go fields or something. But I think it's definitely going to be Wilson. Um, 
I've seen a lot of people compare him to Pat Mahomes. Um, personally, I don't see that. Um, and what I do find interesting uh, is if you actually look at what they had in Darnold, if you look at when Darnold was coming out, what his pre-draft you know, write-ups were, what his strengths and weaknesses were, they almost mirror exactly what Wilson is. So as a Dolphins fan, it makes me happy because I'm, I'm certainly not scared of Wilson. Um, but, you know, I think they have a good staff in place. I think they have a good idea in place. Um, and I think that Wilson does make sense if that is your plan. Um, I just think that there probably was better value here. Um, but uh, I think that it's clearly going to be Wilson. I would be absolutely shocked if it's not. I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't Wilson. I would be shocked if it wasn't a quarterback. So if they if if they if they determine that Trey Lance was better or Justin Fields Field was yeah. better or sure. whatever it was, I'm okay with that because right there they need they need the quarterback. They got rid of their quote unquote. Oh yeah, they definitely have the need now for sure. So now it is quarterback for sure. Yeah. Now, who they like or who fits their offensive scheme better in their eyes, whether it be those three or whether they decide, you know, to go outside the box and get a quarterback that nobody really thought that could go number two because they felt like, hey, this is the guy for us. I'm okay with that. It just can't be somebody outside of a quarterback. Yeah, because. no, I, I agree with that. And like I say, I would still be very surprised if it's not Wilson. Just everything is pointing in that direction, and it'd be a really big smokescreen if that wasn't the case. Um, and, and usually when it's this locked in this early on to the process, it's it's usually, you know, pretty good, you know, information. And they're not making any, uh, you know, trying to, you know, play the game with it or anything like that either. So I, I think it's pretty locked in. I agree. I mean, the only – the one thing that concerns me about Wilson is – BYU and that offensive line, they kept him pretty upright, pretty clean for the most part of the year. So I want to see how he handles adversity. And trust me, when you're going into a team that's picking number two overall, historically in the top five, that goes to there's something to be said that you're not coming into the best ideal situation. And the biggest thing is with the head coach and now Joe Douglas being the GM and Robert Sala being there. I just hope I just want the Jets fan base to be patient. I just want to I just want them to be patient and and, and that's something the Jets fan base is not typically either. Nah, I know, but, but <laughs> and that's and that's why I've kind of because let, let's let's shoot it straight. When it comes to the draft, when it comes to the first round, it's almost like these these prospects and these these players, whatever they did in college, and Kev said it best with the scheme fit and what situation they go to. Yeah. But it's a lot of it is luck too. Going into the same, going into a situation that that lines up with you, that's going to really bring your best attributes as a player. It has to be kind of a marriage of the scheme and what that player also brings as far as the talent level and patience. It's kind of like the perfect storm. And obviously, this is a little bit different than Trevor Lawrence going to to, to Jacksonville number one, where you kind of have built in patience there. Like you said, it Ben, yeah. there's not that built-in patience. That's not that built-in rope that you have at the Jets yeah. because at the end of the day, they gave up Darnold, who was with a third pick overall, yeah, I believe. he was the third overall pick just four years ago. And now, so, I mean, it, it, it's something to be said. But, but here's the other part, though, right? So when you look at the, the Jets as a whole, okay, there's nobody there that can teach this kid how to play. 
in the National Football League. There's no, like for example, didn't they bring in somebody? I, you, I thought they brought in. I'll, somebody. Give, you, I'll give you. I'll give you an example, and I, I'm gonna use the Eagles because I think the Eagles did did it better than some. So when Carson Wentz got drafted, they ended up bringing in Chase Daniel, not to play, but to help him and assist him in learning the offense because that was the offense that he came from with Doug Peterson. So that kind of, it wasn't for him to get out there and play. He played a little bit. However, it was for him to be comfortable in the scheme that he was playing in. And usually what happens is if you're you're drafting a rookie that you know that's going to start, and I think Miami did it too, where, you know, uh, they had Chan Gailey and they went ahead and got Ryan Fitzpatrick Mm -hmm. so that they could help Tua along. But the Jets don't have that, I don't think. The Jets you know, don't I, have I felt like I thought they signed somebody. They signed Flacco or somebody, but no, that wasn't. No, the Eagles – didn't the Eagles sign Flacco? Yeah, the Eagles signed Flacco. I think I was getting confused there. So it's like he's like on an island by himself. He has to learn all by himself. And I'm sure they'll end up bringing somebody in. They'll, they'll bring in a uh, – you know, maybe an Alex Smith they, or somebody. If they don't. If they don't, if they don't, and he and they build around him and he flourishes, that I think I raise him a, further above some of the other quarterbacks that had that kind of assistance from another guy because they had the assistance where this guy, whoever the Jets pick at two, doesn't have that assistance. Like uh, in Jacksonville, they have they have. The, the the handlebar mustache. That's what I like to call him. Isn't that him? Gardner Minshew. Oh, Minshew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. mustache guy. See, so, see, I don't know if they end up keeping him, but yeah, it might be. But see, what happens is if they do keep him, that kind of helps him to be a professional football player, a professional quarterback in the national. And, and Jacksonville also signed the guy that uh, I've been pounding the table for for a couple of years, which you guys all laugh at me about, which is totally fine because it's proved to be pretty laughable. Um, C.J. Beathard from San Francisco, mm, which yeah. not to say he's anything great, but what he is is he's a veteran quarterback who right. has played and started in this league. The, the Jets did sign James Morgan. That's what I was thinking of. Um, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, I, I came in, you know, as a journeyman. Yeah. You know, was, he, they, they, was he at West Virginia when he came out of, came out of college? Something uh, like no, that? he's from FIU. FIU. Florida National? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, not, not, other, so, like I say, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they go out and get one of those veterans that are that are on the street, you know, at the end of things or, or a Gardner Minshew or someone like that who gets cut because I don't, I don't think it's likely that you keep a Gardner Minshew who was – at one time looked at as being your franchise and now clearly is not. That's usually not a good uh, recipe for success in the locker room, usually not a good recipe for a successful quarterback room. Um, and the fact that they signed another veteran that has experience, you know, and, and can, you know, be that veteran presence already there, you know, they, they don't really have a need. So I could see Minshew, you know, probably either getting cut or getting traded for a mid-round pick on day two or something like that. The only other thing that I had against the BYU quarterback is that, you know, he didn't play anybody in college. And some mm. of these quarterbacks that don't play anybody in college, that that portion translates over to 
the National Football League when everybody is faster, everybody is fast as you, everybody is as strong as you. And the opposite side translates as well, where if you do play that tough competition, you're going to see those same players on the other side of the football week in and week out. So you know, you know, you kind of can gauge how to kind of, you know, game plan for them as a player because you've been playing against them for the past four years or three years or whatever. Yeah, I mean, within the division, I'm always looking at it as like, is this guy, does he scare me to have to play him twice a year? And Wilson does not fall into that category for me. I could be wrong. He might end up being great, but uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not sweating it right now. Not year one. I don't see him being good year one, but you know, once they build that offensive line around, give him a few weapons on the outside, get him a good running game, which they'll probably build in the draft, then you know, he could be a good quarterback. So they signed Tevin Coleman. They signed Tevin Coleman just a couple of weeks ago, and that's a nice pickup for them. And he knows Salah's, you know, the the scheme there that he's bringing from San Francisco and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's probably you know likely to be the the guy up front. Um, they re-signed the kid they had last year that didn't get enough time because Adam Gase loves Frank Gore and and that's all. Um, I forgot his name, but. He actually did so flashes of being good last year. So I think they actually could have a decent running game, um, especially, you know, given that offense has been one that has just kind of produced running backs. I don't know. I don't know. Pete, maybe you could chime in on this one, uh, this last point, but I know that they signed Tevin Coleman because mm-hmm. of the scheme that they ran. But the, the I guess the two players or the two coaches that you really can't bring with you you have to have them on your sideline as the shanahan's yeah and that scheme is just i haven't seen anybody duplicate the same that's fair but that's that's the rumor about um what's his name um smith that came with him Uh, right yeah that's that's the rumor about him is that he's you know basically cutting the exact same you know bringing that same exact offense with him he came from that scheme all the way up and all that well, that's where you have so so you have Shanahan, but then you also forget the offensive coordinator that Salah brought over with him was Mike Lafleur. Lafleur, I'm sorry, I said Smith. You're right. Lafleur. Yeah, last name should sound very familiar because it's Matt Lafleur's yeah. younger brother. So you see, it's going to kind of be a blend between what you see out of Green Bay and what you see out of San Fran. Um, obviously, Shanahan and his thing, what he does, that's his baby. That's how he makes it work. That's how. That's how that system goes. When you look at Green Bay, it's a little bit more run based, and like like Ben already stated with Tevin Coleman, and it, I, I know the second year player that you're talking about who who should who got who should have got more touches last year. Yeah, like I can't remember his name now. Um, but it's very QB friendly, and they want to get the ball out of the hands of the QB quick because that kind of speaks to your point too, Kev, where you were talking about just who did he play, and that's kind of the one thing where you, if, if some people had Zach Wilson really close. It wasn't as far of a gap between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, but that's the one thing you can say about Trevor Lawrence is he played in these primetime games and against yep. primetime competition for the last two, last three years almost. So And has always stepped up, you know, to, yeah, to has always has stepped always, up. You know, has never shrunk under the lights. No, you know, no. Has, has always played outstanding when it matters. Right. Because he has consistently beaten Alabama. Yes, yes. And that's about as close to a, a, a NFL defense as you're going to have in the in Right. Yep. 
Right. And yeah. uh, it's just w- what happened this year with them. They just, the recruiting class, they don't have the same five-star walk-ons that Alabama has year in and year out. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, um, so that's kind of where it came down to this year. But, um, yeah, Wilson, Wilson just, he does have – he has it, I believe. Doesn't have the biggest frame. Has a strong arm. I mean, Mahomes comparisons, you know, but, I mean, when you try to – when you have something so new, and Pat Mahomes, or we never seen a QB like that mm-hmm. before because people didn't see Matt, Pat Mahomes becoming Pat Mahomes that we see today. Yeah. But yet yeah. now you're already trying to find the next Pat Mahomes. Absolutely. Generally, that he's, trend is definitely that, the guy that is the, the, right. the one they're trying to clone, you know? Right. But how how often does that work out? That's like me saying Just right not. now, yeah. I'm looking for the next Steph Curry, and he said to be looking for the next LeBron James. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's kind of new. So We'll see if it's successful or not. We'll see if it's successful or not. But I know this next pick has me. I don't know where it kept going with this one. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, curious. I have no idea. I don't know what the actual team is going to do uh, in 16 days from today <laughs> at number three. You're up, Mr. Lynch. <laughs> so this pick is very intriguing because you would think that um, San Francisco is going to go quarterback. And th- there's a bunch of there's a bunch of quarterbacks that are on the board they could go to, um, you know. Th- there's still two or three on the board. They could go wide receiver and get one of the faster wide receivers and put them up with uh, Debo Samuel because you're you know when you look at their the, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why when you look at their receiving core they're always hurt Debo is always out. You know it, um, Sanders was there for. Like you like to say, Ben, a cup of coffee. So, uh, or a song. Is that what you like to call it? A song. So, um, it's it's crazy that you know that third pick. You would really think it's a quarterback. I think that it is a quarterback. I do. I really think that there's there's a, that the quarterback is needed because they can get a wide receiver later on down the line. I think there's a guy from Purdue that's really that's really like blowing the doors off of uh, a lot of the scouts out there uh, with his immeasurables. And man, I'm still on the clock, right? That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. At a minute. So I truly believe that San Francisco is going to go ahead and take. Hmm, I think that they're going to go ahead and take Mac Jones at three. There's a lot of preamble for chalk, man. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the reason, the reason being, the reason being is because I'm going back and forth between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I don't think that Justin Fields even is in the equation because they dealt with a Trey Lance type quarterback and Robert Griffin III, and that fizzled out. And I don't, and I know that a lot of the outside interference was, you know, Robert Griffin III's issue but i really think that they need a a a a quarterback that is accurate that can process things really quickly and they don't need to push it down the field but they can that he can make you know very good decisions and a lot of their running backs are pass catching backs and that's pretty much what he did at alabama anyway Mm -hmm. a lot of his um a lot of his passes were behind the line of scrimmage or two, three yards down, you know, down the field, three, four yards down the field. And then they make, they allow those, um, 
their skill position guys to make the play instead of the quarterback trying to make the play. So I do think that they're going to go Mac Jones over Trey Lance at three. I agree. I think all the, you know, quote unquote experts and insiders, you know, have that pegged. And I think it makes sense. It it wouldn't shock me if they go outside and go Trey Lance, but I think that what he's looking at is he says, I want a younger, better, slightly more athletic Jimmy G uh, that I can count on to probably be more healthy. And and, uh, that's what Mac Jones is. I don't agree that it's the right pick to make here. I don't think it was worth coming up to three to get. I'm thrilled as a Miami Dolphins fan it happened. Uh, but uh, but I think it's definitely what's going to happen. I'd, I'd be very surprised if they go anywhere else besides Matt Jones, maybe Trey Lance, but I, I, like I'd, I'd handicap it at like 80-20. Right. I, I agree. Um, and we have to think about their position that they're in, John Lynch and Shanahan. Mm-hmm. They develop stability there. They developed uh, enough clout or enough juice to be able to make a move like this and take a Mac Jones to where everyone yeah. else is going to question question and say, hey, why would you come up for Mac Jones instead of a Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Could have stayed at 12 and got Mac Jones. But we've we shown, John Lynch has shown, when he wants something, he knows his team needs it, and it's going to make that difference between them winning a Super Bowl or just, or just coming up second-handed and being, uh, being the first mate's ball uh, in second place. They're going to make that move. And then I remember this happened, and the first place I heard it was Chris Sims on Button, where he said, Matt Jones, Matt Jones, Matt Jones. And then when the trade happened, no one was saying Matt Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Now, like you said, Ben, Schefter, Kuyper, McShay, yeah. when there's that much smoke. Well, and Sims is one of the reasons why, because he's supposedly, you know, best friends with, um, yeah. with Shanny, you know, so I mean, like, there's, yeah. you know. They have like tattoos of each other or something, I guess. I don't yeah, know, they like, have matching match, match <laughs> tattoos. I think it's a little yeah, strange, but whatever. At the end of the season, right. when we talked about the when we when the show talked about the draft, um, and we touched on it. When we were talking just as you know, just talking about it, I was pounding the table for Mac Jones. Because what I saw in Mac Jones, it's not that I understand that he had some of the most elite talent in college football since Tua. Because Tua had elite, elite talent. No, that's fair. I will, I will give you that you one, have been saying Mac Jones higher for a longer been, time than any of us. I'll give you all the credit on that. I still don't agree with it, but it's happening. And the reason, the reason I say that is not because he can, he can throw the deep ball better than anybody in, in, in the national football or will throw the deep ball better than anyone in the national football league. No, because it has been proven that you don't need a cannon to win in the national football league. Right. So my thing no, is, is, did I cut out? No, no, no I, I was saying, you said you don't need a cannon to win an NFL. I said, Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Brees. Right, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, um, you know, the the list goes on and on and on about guys who don't have – Joe Montana, who don't have that cannon arm, but they can process, you know, things quickly. They can read a defense. They can get it to the receiver. If their first option is not there, they can process the second and third receiver. They can climb the pocket. What I just mean by climb the pocket is just stepping up, 
avoiding the rush. Yes, he runs a what does he run of uh, a four six or four seven forty? That's not really fast, but Patrick Mahomes runs about a four seven forty. If you can believe that, so it's just it's just just the way that he in that one season how he you know commanded the offense, did the things that he needed to do, and had all the intangibles. And they say, well, he only did one year. Well, Joe Burrow only had one spectacular year at LSU but he had the same thing he just had a better arm he had a bigger he had a little bit bigger arm but he climbed the pocket he could process you know things he saw the defenses he could read where the hot read was going and that and that's what I I I really wanted him to go to the Patriots but I don't think that we're not coming up that far we're not coming up that far I so if they end up going Trey Lance, I could see the Patriots making the move up because th- that you know that would then show that they need to move up in order to get him. But I don't think it's happening. So we have pick number four, Pete. You're on the clock. Atlanta Falcons. Who are they getting at pick number four? So by you taking Matt Jones off the board at three, I think Atlanta's in a very envious spot now with Justin Fields and Trey Lance still on the board. And I think Dever at first is going to see if they can possibly uh, get to this spot um, and see what it would take. Because I think Atlanta does willingly want to get out of this spot because uh, I think they want teams or they want an environment where teams want to come up. But if they're sitting here stuck at four and they have to make this pick, I do not think it's time yet for Matt Ryan to, to draft his replacement. So I think that they would literally go uh, with Kyle Pitts, give Arthur Smith uh, a tight end weapon. You see what they have with Jonu Smith in Tennessee, how he likes to run that. I, I, it's hard to pass up. Well, well it's a, it's a scary offense to think of with Pitts, Jones. Um, oh, I just totally blanked on the Alabama receiver. They took Ridley. Ridley, Ridley, Ridley. Um, you know, that, that is a, that is a scary thinking, you know, to think of that offense. And I, I think you're dead on with that. Ooh, that would, ooh. Cause you know, Kyle Pitts is not playing tight end in the national football league. There's just no way. If I, if, if he starts out at tight end, great. But I don't see him playing tight end in the National Football League. Not with the speed that he has. He cannot block. He will not block. No, I mean he's not playing he's traditional a, tight end. He's playing he's you know, not, Jimmy Graham tight end. He's playing you yeah, know the, and, the, and and he just needs yeah. to just convert over to a six six two hundred and forty man six six two hundred and forty five pound wide receiver that can run a four three forty. Right, and that's where oh my god, I don't even think and on that team. You don't need, like Ben said, you don't need him to block. You still have Hayden Hurst, or you yeah. can you can kick Kyle. I mean, you can have Julio and Kyle Pitts on the outside, really in the slot. I yeah. mean, d- d- take your yeah, pick. It, it becomes a very scary dynamic offense. That is my that Julio and Kyle Pitts on the same team. Now he becomes Julio's replacement as Julio starts to phase out. And he gets older. Yeah, it's probably the next year or two. It's true. You know, but him and Kyle Pitts on the same. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I like That's, it. It's, it's scary, but I like it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how you could. And his catch radius, they say, is close to Grant's, Grant's catch radius, Jimmy Graham's catch radius. He's just, you know, so much faster than the both of yeah. them. 
man. I... And, and I totally agree with Pete's pick here as well. I know a lot of people have Atlanta potentially taking a quarterback here. I don't see that happening at all. And we, we talked about this a little bit off air. Uh, if you look at their new head coach, Arthur Smith, came up completely in the Tennessee system. Um, so I think that he has seen a high pick quarterback in Mariota that bust out that was supposed to be everything and then some and, you know, couldn't couldn't fit the bill and then go and get, you know, a veteran journeyman in Ryan Tannehill. And that's what gets him over the hump. You know, so I, I think he absolutely says, yeah, I can ride with Matt Ryan for another year or two. Mm-hmm. And then I can go and get, you know, X, Y, Z other journeyman quarterback, you know, and ride with that. I, I, I don't need to use a, a top five pick on a quarterback. I've, I've been down or that road. Just and wait. That work. Or you can just wait and draft the second, third, fourth round guy to. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 right. he, he definitely he might go after somebody developed before. Yep. There's no question of that. Right? I mean, yeah. Matt Ryan I, I, don't, I definitely don't see him going quarterback at four at all. Nah, I don't. I don't. I personally don't see it. Um, yeah. Not with Kyle Pitts on the board. No way, no how. Unless, no. you know, maybe they think that because their defense was so bad, they may go defense. But that's the only. That's the only other option that I could see is if they went ahead and get got some of the defensive help because they still have Calvin Ridley and they still have Julio and they still have Matt Ryan. Yep. They could go defense, but that's I don't see them going not at four though. If they did, if they're yeah, going exactly. defense, they're they're getting out of four. Yeah, and I think you're right. If they, if they if they got offered something from New England or Carolina or Denver, mm-hmm. one of those teams that said I got to come up and get Lance or or get Fields, I think you know I agree with you. I think they would jump on it, uh, but I don't think they're going to be willing to pass on Pitts unless they're getting as much value as what Miami got at three or, or darn close to it. Um, right. And and I don't see it happening for those quarterbacks likely, um, but that would be. I, I agree. If they're sitting at four, I think it's Pitts. The only curveball to the whole thing is if the Jets don't go Zach Wilson at two. If they Which, don't again, I would just be shocked. I would yeah, really be shocked. It's probably less than a five percent chance of happening. But yeah. if Wilson's still on the board after two, all bets are off. All bets he are off. He won't be. He won't be. He won't go past three. Right, exactly. Well, but that's but yeah. that's the thing. Now you, you that pushes, like you said, Matt Jones. That pushes because I believe Matt Jones is higher on teams boards than Trey Lance. I'm not sure if he's as high as on boards at, on at thirty two teams Wilson, right. at, at, at Justin's Fields, but I think he may be neck and neck because I think there are going to be yeah. some teams out there that look at Justin Fields like, listen, he has the size, he has the talent. He's more accurate than people give him credit for. Doesn't process as fast as Matt mm-hmm. Jones. But you can coach that up, you know what I mean. So Justin Field has done enough to to warrant being a top ten pick. It's just where he's going to go. But has he though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think he has. When he said that, people have said that about Dwayne Haskins. People have said that about so many Ohio. That's fair. And I mean, like I say, it wouldn't shock that, me if this guy is not anything better than Darnold because. He right. reminds me a lot of Darnold coming out, but at the same time, a lot of people thought Darnold was going to be no, really special. Not, not, not Wilson. Oh. I'm talking Justin Fields. Oh, Fields. Well, you know, Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the second. He, him and Trevor Lawrence was neck and neck when they came out of high school. It was it was one yeah. and two. You know what I mean? I but, but one of them has has greatly exceeded that once he got into college. But also, that could but, also be the that could, I wouldn't say. How would I say this? Because I can't say Ohio State was a bad situation, but I feel as if Clemson was better. 
Does that well, it's make sense? A better, it's a better roster. It's a better program. Right. It's a better, you know. So they're, if, they're, you, they're if you if you flip flop, they're where they go. I mean, the one thing that concerns me about Justin Fields is he had to transfer him out of Georgia because he couldn't win the, the starting QB job there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So that I see, get that point there. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like he got beat out by who? From wasn't it? Uh, and Jake Fromm and yeah. Fromm is a second or a third um, uh, round quarterback at best. Yeah, that's true, right? And he couldn't beat that. At, at, he couldn't beat them out. So he goes to Ohio State. He has all of these great receivers, and that's the knock on Ohio State quarterbacks is that they don't really play anybody during the season. But especially this past season, right? They only played what six games, and you somehow you have, and you have all of the all of this talent around you that makes you look good, and then you know you get into the NFL, it just doesn't translate. Dwayne yeah. Haskins had the same issue: is that he was great. He came into Washington and he looked. I mean, he couldn't do anything with the football. Wait, no, Dwayne so Haskins is the heir apparent to Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, that's and, really bad. and before him it was Cardell Jones remember him yeah right. no, totally there there is a history there that is not a good one no and that's why I agree I don't like fields at all I, I don't I, I hope I hope a team I don't like Patriots end up taking fields Whatever. Uh, but uh but yeah I don't I don't I don't see it uh I don't think he's getting up that high yeah listen man if they take fields I mean, my card is going to be on the table. It's going to be on the table. I can't turn it in just yet, but it's going to be on the table uh, to slide it across the table. Like here, you can, you can, you can, you know, gracefully. I might, I, I, you might see me on Facebook sitting in front of my empty living room, all my furniture out, and I just do a Julian Edelman spot. Listen, <laughs> I love y'all. I like to thank all the players that. Oh, I thought you meant to become a buccaneer. Right. <laughs> he was told to I, I, I come on, I come on, I come on with my I come on with my Patriots hat and then I turn to the back and it has the Patriots, it has the the, the Tampa Bay Bucks logo on it. But now I'm a Buccaneer. Let's go Bucks. They better not take Justin Fields, I promise, man. Anyway, Bengals on the clock. Bengals on the clock. Uh this so is a, this I- is a good pick too. Yeah, and 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 that, I went back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think there's a there's a good chance that they could reunite Burrow and Chase. I think it makes a lot of sense. It, it makes that offense very scary. Um, I think if last year didn't happen with the injury the way that it happened, that's probably what would happen here. But I'm actually going to go ahead and take Sewell here. It's it's the it's the position that everyone's had kind of locked in there for them for a while. And again, I think if he didn't get hurt, I think you probably would see chase here. But I think the fact that they're looking at it and saying, man, Burrow was so good. We know we've got our franchise guy. If we can just keep him upright, we can't pass up on what is considered a can't miss left tackle. Um, you know, and, and just fits, you know, in a lot of what they like to do. Um, so I, I think it's it's definitely going to be Sewell there. Like I say, could be Chase, but my my I'm turning in the card for the tackle if I'm Cincinnati for Sewell and building yeah. Burrow and, and going there. And they've got a decent enough offense already. Um, 
So, and, and there's some interesting LSU wide receivers in the second and third rounds, potentially to pair them back up with too. So it's not like it's not a, uh, you know, the possibility is still to get there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning in the card for Swole here. I think he just makes too much sense for that team, for that franchise, the way they're building, the way they want to build around Burrow. I think it just makes too much sense. They have to go offensive tackle, don't they? They have to, right? Like I say, unless it's Chase, but you know it's. Come it's, on, listen, no, no, I I understand Chase, but they have to go tackle, right? Yeah, don't they? It's like a no-brainer, right? I'm also hoping, as a Dolphins fan, in a way that it's Chase, because I don't want Chase, and I want that to be not an option for us. So that it's it's just out of the question. Um, but uh, yeah. but it, it could. I mean, like I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think it's right now probably about a 60-40 Sewell to Chase. Um, Pete, but I'm, I'm ultimately going Sewell. Pete, they got to go offense. They got to go offensive. Yeah, right? you have to because from the, from the team standpoint, and you just, this is where you got to tell the young kid, bro, like, listen, the position that you were in now, why you didn't finish last year is a reason why we need to protect you and keep you upright. And then show them tapes of Penny Sewell how aggressive he is, how light yeah. he is on his feet for a man that can move at that size and say, hey, we got Tyler Boyd, you know, we got T. Higgins, we, yeah. we got Joe Mixon, we got Giovanni Bernard, we need to keep you upright. And maybe if we'd have kept you upright last year, we don't, we're not picking this position. Yeah. But exactly. at the same time, I mean, it, it's hard to pass up on a prospect like Chase. It, it really is. But you have to do the smart thing here because you, you draft Penny Sewell, and for the next five to ten years, you have your left tackle, um, and you can protect your quarterback's blind side because your left tackle, your QB, they go hand to hand. Yep. At the end of the day, and, and it's but not they, a but they, but they have to take offensive tackle, right? I mean, but I, 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 I agree. I think it's what likely. I mean, what I mean by that is, okay, you have a guy in Jamar Chase. That is probably now. I've watched some of his. I watched a lot of his pro day. I watched a lot of his little, you know, his little workouts. And this guy's amazing. He's an amazing talent, and he is one of those talents where he could be him and T Higgins. That's a that is a mm -hmm. that's almost like Kyle. They, 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 they pair together Joe. very well for sure. That is a major problem for anybody in the National Football League. However, you can't deliver the ball to, Ch to Jamar Chase if you're on your back. Right. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 times a game. Exactly. So it has to be offensive tackle. But I have this feeling that they're going to say, you know what? Yep. We Go might ahead. be able to get an offensive tackle back in round two, round three. We have him on the board. We think he's going to be there. I yeah, think that we might. can do, if we just get an upgrade from what we have, somebody younger, a little bit stronger, I think we can do it, but we can't pass up on Chase. Right. You know you can't get another Chase in this draft. You can't get another Chase, but you can't get another Sewell. Yeah, I think and they're both elite-level players. For me, what's more important is I can't get another, I can't get another Chase, but I also – may not be able to get another Joe Burrow. True. Right. right. That's, the, yep. that's what I said. That's why I think it's it's 
it's Sewell all the way. So you have to, they have to go offensive tackle because even if they go Slater, even if they, whatever, they have to go offensive tackle because you, Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I've seen some things saying that I honestly, I think it's Sewell. I, I think that's, that's a lot of. Because Joe Burrow is just, when I watch him play, when he played with Cincinnati, he, I mean, yes, it was a lot of, it was a lot of that garbage time or whatever, but I mean, look, he, he's, he, him and Trevor Lawrence are going to be the next guys dueling him, Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be the next guys dueling out there for the next five, 10, 12, 15 years. So yes, you need that Joe Burrow to stay upright. I think yeah. I, I do believe it's so, but it is Cincinnati. Yep. <laughs> And they have been sitting there in the dumpsters for a very long time for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you got to think who who made the playoffs out of the teams that play in Ohio last year. And we know what that rival is like, and in the same division. But I mean, just don't overthink it. Draft Sewell. It's hard to pass up on Chase, but yep. you can get similar production out of another wide receiver in this class. Maybe a Rondo Moore or Elijah yep. Moore coming back in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you you just gotta you gotta let the young kid know like hey man I know how bad you want Chase but listen we 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 are invested in you you are a franchise we go as yeah. you go. But here's the question: Do they actually need another wide receiver? No, it'd be a no. Would it would it turn that offense from being a very good offense to being an elite offense? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think they should even draft a wide receiver this year. I <laughs> I'm serious. I really well, think well, they lost AJ Green, Green, and, and AJ Green did still give them production. Well, did he, yeah, he did from the sidelines. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he he still did give them some production, um, and a lot of that he was did. also based on the fact that he knew he was gone, so that's why he wasn't playing anyway. I mean, we, we got to be real about all that. But they have um, so many more holes on defense on the offensive line. Oh, for sure. But there's, a, uh, but they're not going anywhere else besides tackle or chase. No, I mean, I mean, in the later rounds, not. Oh yeah, for yeah, this yeah. Pick here for the later rounds, they really don't need to get a wide receiver. They just need to fix their problems that they have and not try to hit the home run. And some yeah. of these teams that have these young coaches that are offensive-minded coaches, they try to stack their skill positions to the mm-hmm. point where they say come and beat us and the next thing they know they look up and the quarterback is hurt it's because they haven't they don't have a foundation that foundation is the front of your defense and the front of your offense if you don't have that solid then it doesn't matter how many skill positions you have it's just not going to work and they haven't they haven't grasped that in a lo- very long time and they very need to well start said. grasping that yep very so well they, they have to do. They have to do. They have to do so. Picks is six. I know that. I know where you think that they're going. Pick six is up. So Miami so Dolphins. So so personally, if I'm <laughs> running the show and I'm not because they haven't called me yet, um, I, I would go Waddle here. I actually like him best uh, amongst the wide receivers that are there. Um, Matt Smith. What? I love Smith. I mean, it's it's splitting one A and one B. I just think that Waddle actually projects to actually having a higher ceiling in the NFL. Um, but I do think I'm being Chris Greer right now. I think that they made this move, and and credit to Chris Greer because this move was brilliant that they made for moving up and back, and, you know, up again. 
um, that they knew they were going to be looking at one of three, maybe four elite pass catchers at this spot and that they would have their pick, you know, and be happy with any of those. Um, I think with what's left on the board, I think that they will go Devonte Smith. Um, and as a Dolphins fan, by no means, even though I like Waddle better, am I sad about Devonte Smith at all? I think he's fantastic. So I would be thrilled with Devonte Smith. Just if they call me and say, "Should we take Waddle or Smith?" I'm taking Waddle personally. Um, I have Chase the third behind those guys. I know that's not how most people have them stacked. That's fair. That's fine. They very well could go Chase. I could be wrong here, and that could be the way they go. I think the bottom line is they made this move knowing that one of those three is going to be there, and they're happy with any of those three that they're going to get their hands on. Um, but I think ultimately, if those three are there, my gut feeling is they say, let's pair Devontae Smith back with Tua. Let's get that band back together. He fits a ton of what we want to do here. Um, I think... They like Smith also because I think he impressed the staff during Senior Bowl week, even though he didn't play because he was still nursing injury and all that kind of stuff. He came and he showed up there and he still did drills and he still did all the coaching sessions and all those kind of things. I think that's the kind of character kind of things that Brian Flores really looks for in his guys. Um, and it's just a no-brainer to for everything we just said about pairing Chase and uh, and Burrow together. It's the same thing. Pairing Tua and Smith together again is is the the same kind of no brainer. So Devonte Smith, wide receiver, Bama, and uh, pins up all the way. I still think they go Chase. That's fair. Like I say, I would, wouldn't surprise me at all. I hope it's not that. And my gut feeling says if those three are there, their order goes Smith, Chase, Waddle. My order goes Waddle, Smith, Chase. But we'll see. Yeah, I think I just I I have a feeling that everybody wants everybody wants Smith on that team, and it makes a whole lot of sense. I'll tell you uh, schematically why I take Smith or Waddle over Chase. To me, Chase is in a lot of ways the same wide receiver coming out as Devonte Parker, and you can say whatever you want for Devonte Parker as far as not fulfilling his first round pedigree previously other than the one year and having injuries and plenty of all that stuff. That's fine. But I think if you're, and they extended Devante Parker, so they believe in him. Um, So if you have that guy already on your team and you've already committed to him on an extension, I don't think it makes as much sense to bring in the same type of wide receiver. That's not the guy that they need. The position they don't have, is they don't have a speed guy who takes the top off the defense, who is dynamic with the ball in his hands, who can run, you know, the reverses and the, you know, quick pitches and all that kind of, you know, stuff that they, that they like to do with Waddle and Smith. Um, you know, that's where I think it makes a ton more sense. He fits a need and obviously fills a need with the, the Tua connection and all those kind of things. So that's where I would say, I believe the the local reporters and that kind of thing that that's the order that they have them in um, is Smith Waddle Chase or I'm sorry Smith Chase Waddle, um, but it, it wouldn't shock me to see it go otherwise. Um, I, I hope it doesn't. Like I say, there's a part of me that hopes that Cincinnati ultimately decides to go Chase and makes that decision off the board for us. So 
God, if they did, and this is not about Miami, but if they did, <laughs> you, you just you just go, all right, well, you might as well keep the uh, ambulance back there by the goalpost every game because that's where Joe Burrow's going to end up. He's going to end up in the back of that truck. Um, if they passed on Sewell. If they passed on Sewell or any yeah. offensive tackle or lineman in the draft at where are we at 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 five? Well, like I say, it's 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 possible that they could go oh, chase possible. and then take a second rounder. Who you know, there's there's some very good offensive linemen, you know, still graded out in the in the you know late one, early two, you know, in that neighborhood. Um, so you know, they they but, could be looking at that and believing that they might be able to get a hold of one of those guys. But there's um, so many there's so many teams on the on the back end of this draft. That are going to be looking for linemen. Agreed. Where those good ones will be gone by the time yeah. maybe they pick. Where and, and that's why I think they ultimately that, like say that's why I think school for them. And you have the opportunity to do that, and you go no, and you just whatever. But um, let's I keep think, it moving. I think I think Smith is a little bit better only because he's a little bit more versatile. You know, he can he can he's he's good on punt returns. He's Kickoff returns, yep. Yep. you know, he does it all. And you know, uh, uh, Flores comes from, you know, the the Patriots organization, where if the more you do, the better you are. Yep. And I see Smith as a good fit. I just maybe I think they may take Chase, but that's just me. Um, next up is Pete with the Detroit Lions. Let's go, Pete. Well, because of the Dolphins' utter stupidity. Um, it is Smith wow. over Chase. That's fire, sir. Moreover, moreover, the fact that you compare Devontae Parker, who ran four four seven, to Jabbar Smith, uh, Jabbar Chase's four three four, is is night and day, night and day. So, number First of all, seven, ones at the combine, ones at a pro day. So I get it, but there's a reason why Chase is still ranked the number one wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. I get your points. I agree with your points on Waddle. Because Waddle was on track more than uh, more than Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith, I, I still do think out of those three, I still think Devontae Smith has a high ceiling, and here's why. Because I think he has a body frame that he can still grow into. We've already seen, I think now, since since the championship game, he's now put on 15 pounds. I think he's like 185. If he could get to like 190, it's a whole different, a whole different player. And he plays stronger than what he actually weighs. But with that oh, being yeah. said, number seven, Jamar Trace, Detroit Lions. At the end of the day, you, you need to get another weapon. You lost Kenny Galladay. Your wide receiver core is definitely depleted. You got Jared Goff now. Could they go off at the line here? They could. But, I mean, Jamar Chase still on the board at seven. I didn't think he would be here. I'm shocked that he's still here. I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions would be shocked if he's still there at seven. I don't think they waste any time turning in this car. They are doing monkey things. <laughs> In the room, if Jamar Chase is still sitting there at seven, they're doing monkey flips. Because I think that, you know, Miami may not see him. Miami may see Jamar Chase the exact same way Ben sees him as the third best, right? And that's Very fine true. because, you know, you really can't go wrong with any of those three. Right. But Detroit might see him as number one, and that's their dream pick. So they're just like, hey – one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I think they do go chase. <laughs> they're doing monkey flips in that room. I, I think that's what they're going to do. 
I, th- I think Detroit is thrilled to have Chase or Waddle at that spot. Supposedly, Dan Campbell really likes Waddle. That's that's the the noise that's coming out. Um, but I, I agree. If Chase is on the board. He, I don't think he goes past that. So I, I, I agree more? with you. Could he drop more if 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 they feel like Waddle's number one? Yeah, and Detroit goes Waddle. It's possible. Okay, so think of this. All right. Let's say Detroit goes goes with Waddle. Carolina goes where? Ben? Because Carolina's up. Where they if, go? If, We're sliding if, right into this pick. Yeah, and I mean, if, 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 sitting there. if Chase was sitting there for Carolina, I think they probably would take him. Um, but I think that Pete is dead on the money. I think that they, if Chase is there for Detroit, I think they ultimately take him. Okay, so Waddle's on the board still. Yeah, so uh, Carolina's Carolina, up. Carolina's up. Carolina's up. And it's eight. Who are they taking at eight? For Carolina, I do think they go uh, probably quarterback here. I think this is where um, I think that they wanted to make a splash at quarterback. I don't think Donald counts as a splash. I think Donald counts as he cost us less money than Teddy Bridgewater, and he's got more upside. Um, and if we get stuck and all the quarterbacks are gone at, uh, at eight here, then, then that's what we have to do. Um, but I think given the way the board has fallen, I think they would take a quarterback here. And I think it's probably likely to be Lance. And I think that it's, you know, they, they would see it as being a need to have to take him over Denver or potentially Philadelphia or potentially, uh, New England or even Minnesota even, you know, so I think they would say, no, we can't afford to probably move back or no, we can't afford to pass on him and hope, you know, he'll be around later. I think they go quarterback Lance here. And I think that they look at that as a win as getting their guy uh, that they're going to build around. Um, and, and he kind of seems to fit that Matt rule style offense. He's kind of a, a better version of Teddy Bridgewater in some ways. Um, and he's got a ton of upside. And and because they do have Teddy Bridgewater and because they do have Sam Darnold, whichever way that shakes out, I think it's probably Darnold, um, they also wouldn't feel the need to have to push him out there immediately. Um, so they would say, you know, let's let's do the same kind of thing as, uh, you know, what Pat Mahomes got to do and, and you know, that type of thing, or, or even, you know, what Tua did this past season. Let's let him start under a different guy. Let's wait until we feel like he's ready. Let's wait until we feel like he's comfortable. And then we'll go ahead and move forward with Lance as our future. I agree. I mean, I can see, the, I can see, that, thought, I can see that thought process and taking Lance. But I mean, I, I, I mean, if, if I was them, I'd probably look, I'd look elsewhere, uh, maybe even maybe even corner here or possibly even offensive line here. Um, just to try to get some depth and protect whoever you're going to have, because I think, I think the Carolina and even possibly Atlanta is kind of in that same position to where we say that they're not there. I mean, Matt rules in the second year and, and with the new owner, that's the only difference, you know, Arthur blank has been around for a while, but Arthur Smith is like similar to Atlanta. Why take, why, why draft a quarterback at four? That kind of speeds up the process. You attach your future automatically to that quarterback. It's like out with the old regime and with the new to where 
you already made a trade for Sam Donner. You didn't give up a lot of capital to get him. And he needs to change the scenery. He's going to have more offensive weapons. Now you have Robbie Anderson. Um, you did lose Curtis Samuel, but now you still got run CMC coming back as well. It's kind of the same thing. Do you want to invest? Do, I think that do they look at Slater? I just, I think for me, Trey Lance is just, it's a good pick. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's a pick that's not going to contribute to you this year. You know what I mean? Because I think we all it's safe to say that Sam Darnold is going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And I don't, I mean, Trey Lance is so raw. Ceiling is, his ceiling is through the roof uh, when it comes to upside. But I just think for this year, if you're picking at number eight, if they stay there, if they stay there at eight, then I, I don't, I don't, I can't see them going quarterback. I'd see, I can see somebody coming up for eight, but if they stay there and pick the eight, once again, I understand your logic, but I just, I yes, just Slater wouldn't shock me. I was, I was, you know, kind of torn, you know, between those two. I just I don't see Slater as necessarily being a top ten worthy pick, um, and and like I say, I think that Carolina wants to make a splash at quarterback, and they wanted to make that splash at quarterback this entire offseason, um, and they were thwarted at every turn, you know, with the dust Sean Watson, and you know, supposedly they were talking with Russell Wilson and you know some of that stuff. I think that they they wanted to do that, they weren't able to do it, and that's where they say this is our chance to do that. And I'm going to say that at quarterback, I don't think that they're going to go quarterback. They may go offensive line, but if Waddle's sitting there, they're going to grab Waddle. Matt Rule is an offensive guy, and Joe Brady is an offensive guy. And Sam Darnold can make all the throws. He can... You know, he, he he's a he's a decent quarterback to where he can make the throws and you know make the offense dynamic. But if you add a Jalen Waddle to this offense, that changes the whole that changes Carolina all the way around because their defense, their defense is a pretty solid defense. It's not a great defense, it's a solid defense. And if you make that offense that much more dynamic. Man, there it's a whole that 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 NFC. I want to say NFC South. Yep, the NFC South is a whole different ball game because you you have to. The thing is, is in the NFC South, you still have to put points on the board against Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is gonna they're walking in scoring 25, 30 points. They're gonna walk in scoring thirty. Um, New Orleans may not walk in scoring thirty, but it's close to it. Right. Atlanta, if they pick up pits, they're definitely walking and scoring 30. So you have to match that. Yeah, I agree with that. that is you have to get those weapons. And with what well, I, I, I don't see defense, them defense. Oh, I don't see them prioritizing wide receiver there. They, they went out and got Robbie Anderson. They love DJ Moore. Um, they signed Dan Arnold to improve the tight end position. You know, I, I, I think that, uh, Will uh, you know? Will find value in the later rounds, you know, and guys that he's familiar with from college. Um, I don't think that they would say we've got to take a wide receiver here. I just I, that doesn't seem likely to to fit their style. Or I, I agree, Slater's a possibility. Like I say, my reason for not taking Slater was because I just don't see him as a, a top ten worthy pick, and I think that they wanted to be a little bit more flashy. Um, you know, that, that seems to fit that ownership a little bit more in pepper. 
Fair enough. All right. I definitely Keep think definitely right. think that they could uh in that division, Kev, you brought up Tampa Bay, New Orleans, they all got good defense. Regardless of the offense, you, if you can't score and you can't keep your QB upright, you know, I mean, that's why I think this offensive lineman, offensive line yeah. there, yeah. It's just yeah. makes yeah. more, just makes so much more. Because I don't think, yeah. unless they take the corner first, you know what I mean? I think they lost um, lost one of the corners. They didn't bring back, they didn't bring back Rasul Douglas. So, not sure what they're doing there. But, yeah. Who we got at nine? Denver? We had Nine Denver, Denver, and that is Kevin. Kivun. I had three people on this, but I had about three or four people on this pick. Um, I thought about uh, Micah Parsons to basically uh, replace Vaughn Miller. I had an offensive lineman, uh, Slater, that can kind of, you know, uh, keep Drew upright because they do have the offensive weapons to push the ball down the field and X, Y, Z. But the one thing that I know that um, there's two positions or three positions that, um, and, and people say that John Elway's not really picking and he's not doing this and this and this and this, but I know that Denver's back end is, is what was really bad. You're really far away, Kevin, all of a sudden. How about now? Still pretty far. Thank you. Yeah. You like went out of the room. (laughs) Is that better? Yeah, that's getting better. Yeah. How about now? There you go. There you go. So I think, I honestly think that they are, even though they're sitting at nine, I think they're going to go with Patrick Sertain. Okay. I can see they that. need cornerback help really bad. And yes, they may need quarterback help, and it may be a Justin Fields or whatever, but Justin Fields could be just as bad as Drew Locke. And I <laughs> think that he's going to be just as bad as Drew Locke or even worse. So Trey Lance is off the board. BYU quarterback is off the board. Mac Jones is off the board. You only got really Justin Fields out there at that point. Nah, you could go Micah Parsons, but, you know, if that back end, I could get a linebacker later on. Um, you're not going to get a Patrick Sertain. No, I agree, too. I agree. You're just not going to get that guy. So I think they're going to go ahead and get Patrick Sertain at, at, at nine and spoil, spoil the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Uh, the only thing I say is I would see this as a potential landing spot for Parsons just because of Vic Fangio. I mean, he, lo- he he's a defensive guy. You look at the defenses he's had. He's always had a stud middle linebacker everywhere he went. I mean, he was in Chicago. He was a defensive coordinator. They drafted Roquan Smith. I mean, he if he has a chance for somebody like Parsons, it, that's hard to pass up. That's hard. He'll, he'll, he's going to be his his mouth is going to be watering a little bit. It's going to be watering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Micah can do it all. He really can do it all. Um, Although Parsons is a little bit more of a, a finesse type linebacker, a little bit more of a you know speed type linebacker as opposed to kind of that Vic Fangio kind of 
Patrick Willis. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Roquan Willis, uh, Roquan, like you mentioned, right. you know, those kind of guys. But but no, I, I very much could see Parsons as a possibility here. I think Sertain makes a ton of sense. I think Elway loves legacy picks. You know, I think he loves those guys that, you know, come from, you know, played with their dads, um, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, 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 could, I could very much see that. And obviously it would be just a giant turd in the punch bowl for Dallas. Right, because I know that they—that's where they're. I know that's who's on their board. Yeah. So we're at pick number ten. Who do we have? A, who is ten? That is that is Pete. Pete. Up. That is that Pete. is Jared Jones. Pete, uh, sorry, Pete, I took your man's from you. Um, but I had to do it, bro. Yeah, let, let, let's hear it. how angry Jerry Jones is about Certain not being there. Oh gosh, darn it. Uh, <laughs> uh well, uh, well, uh, I reckon, uh. I reckon, Stephen, that now that now that damn damn dumb John Elway and Tuck Sartain, that what we gonna do now at that cornerback position? Now we got Trayvon. <laughs> All right, next year we need to impersonate every GM. I'm excited to be there. Do we go? How, how, you, how you say his name? Remember that fella that played for the Saints that scored the touchdown and he poured the phone out. Wasn't his name Horn? Ain't his ain't his boy in the draft too? <laughs> his, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah just like a doddering old man. Uh, but no, uh, uh, yeah, you, yeah, Paul, you talking about you talking about JC? Yeah, JC. How how you spell that? Is it is a J and a C? No, it's a, no, Paul. It's J A Y C H O R N. Yeah. All right, so let me get out of character. Um, <laughs> I love it, Pete. I love it. <laughs> nah, so yeah, definitely threw a curveball there. Definitely threw a curveball there. So, ooh, Dallas. I, mm. Give them a, let's go, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and give them Rayshon Slater. Because I really? think, yes, because I think the sneakier thing is people are not, they're not discussing how depleted that once touted stud offensive line is. We don't know what Ty- Tyron Smith is going to be. They've already had Travis Frederick retire. We don't, I mean, really the only one that's left. No, that, that is fair. So I, I would say for, for, for Jerry Jones' perspective, I guess I, for them, I think it's more important to get Rayshon Slater because guess who you just paid 40 plus million dollars to? You know what I mean? You got to protect your investment. Yeah, you're right. Yes, you got to protect the your investment. thing that Jerry has a fascination for is up front. Those horses up front. No, he that's has true. Gone, he has gone offensive lineman. Even if he didn't need an offensive lineman, he was rolling out offensive linemen mm-hmm. year after year after year after year. And last year was probably the one year where their offensive linemen looked bad. Mm-hmm. Just horrible because of injuries and poor scheme and, and everything like that. And it makes sense. The problem is, is that where they're healthy, Slater kind of is sitting there where they're healthy. Yeah. So yeah. No, I mean it makes a ton of sense. I'd be surprised if it's not Horn for all of the ridiculous impression reasons you gave there. Um, (laughs) But uh, 
which Slater makes a ton of sense. I think it's actually probably the better pick. Um, but I actually think Dallas would go the other way and go Horn just because it seems to kind of fit their MO a little bit more. But, but you're right about the fact that they need to replace the, that offensive line and they haven't done it. They haven't addressed it. And that is when they have the most success. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them kind of surprise everyone by going back to what they did before. And right. And, and to, to double down on that point, Ben, we know that they can give up 30, right? What's yeah. the strength of this team? The strength of this team is the offense. It's loaded. So you have to play into the strength of your team, right? The strength of your team, if you can keep Dak more upright and you give up points, but now you can score points just as fast because you have another offensive weapon, you already make the stronger side of your team better. And now, with now Dan Quinn, listen, we got Dan Quinn in there now. It's going to be a, a different defense on, on that side of the ball. It's a different system to where, and this is where Sertain was still on the board. Yes, Sertain, Sertain is a no-brainer pick. But with JC, I just don't know how JC would protect, would play in the cover, that cover Seattle, cover two, cover three scheme. You don't know, you know think that's Seattle scheme. Where it's more, where it's more hands off. JC mm-hmm. Horn is the best one. Is just the straight press man. Straight yeah, press man. That when, in the Seattle scheme, he he doesn't have to. They just don't do that. Richard you know Sherman's coming. You know it's gonna come. Who's that? Sherman. Sherman. Sherman's not going. Sherman. Yeah. Sherman. Listen, let me explain something to you. He, yeah, may I mean, he, like, he may not like Jerry Jones, but he likes that check even more. Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't think I'd be very surprised to see that. But stranger things have certainly happened. I, I honestly think Sherman's going back with Sala in, uh, in, in New York. In New York, yeah. I can see him there, too. I, I think he's just waiting until after the draft to see that, you know, they don't take a, a corner with the second pick kind of thing. All right, so now the Giants are on the board. This is, this is kind of our, uh, our phone-a-friend uh, pick. Um, and, yeah. and fortunately, Jarrah just did uh, me a huge favor because – I was honestly thinking that it was going to be Horn here and, and saying for, well, our, our boy Matt, who can't be with us tonight, but had, had told us uh, off air that he wanted Slater. Uh, and Slater's he thinks, gone. He, he thinks that the wonderful, his favorite GM on the planet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he would go with Quiddy Pay. Um, so I, in, in, in honor of our, our normal uh, co-host here with us, uh, Matt, I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay here uh, for the Giants. I think that they go with, you know, getting the what a lot of people have as the top-rated pass rusher. Man, uh, him, and Leonard, him and Leonard Williams is going to wreak havoc. Yep, yep, and I think it could be a good fit. Um, I think Slater would be a better fit if he was there. I also don't know if I trust that GM to make that pick, um, as Matt has pointed out wisely as well. Um, but uh, as as the board has fallen just the right way, uh, we will go pay for the New York Giants. Uh, let Gettleman uh, continue to solidify his place in Hall of Fame history. All right, we I, I agree that Pay and Leonard Ooh Pay and Leonard Williams Ooh yeah, that would it's a nice combo. Yeah, that would be man. They, they, they would have they would have a very interesting defense. They yes. would def- because their defense is what uh, gave them the record that they gave that they had, even mm-hmm. though the record was by any by standards 
normal standards and a normal National Football League schedule, it was pretty putrid. But when you looked at the Giants, they were always in games because that defense really... And, you know, they still have uh, Adoree Jackson. Mm-hmm. They still have a lot of their, you know, a lot of their pieces from last year. They added. And if they get a front and they're back in a solid, man, man. The, the only other thing I, I see here as being a very strong possibility is just, again, the way that the board has kind of fallen. Um, it would be probably hard for Gettleman to pass on Waddle. Um, but I, I do think, you know, again, mostly based on the uh, the advice of, of counsel of Matt uh, for, you know, that being his team, he said that that was his prediction for where Gettleman would go. Um, so it I, makes I, sense, though. It I, makes yeah, sense. It, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Like I, say, I could see them going Waddle here very much, um, and I could see that making Matt very happy. Uh, I think if Matt was actually with us and the board was falling this way, he probably would, would lie and say Gettleman would go bottle. Uh, but uh, but it, it, we'll, we'll stick with Pay here. All right. So we have, oh, man, we got the Eagles up. Yeah, I don't know. Listen. Green is up. And I know this pick is fast because you probably have done this 6,801, <laughs> times. So... You know, you got your shows, you done did it for about 6,831 five times. So you're as as the draft board is falling, who is right there? We the got Howie. 12, Howie. So first, I, I don't ever want to be called Howie. I hate that name. <laughs> um, I, he, I, I'm starting not to like roses because of this guy. It's a role play. It's a role play. It's part of what we're doing. Uh, we're in this position because of what he's done or what I've done since I'm speaking from the GM position. I am a survivor. If, if, if there was an ultimate survivor game of NFL GMs or any GMs in all the sports, I would be the last one on the Island. I would figure it out a way to win because I just know how to self-preservation. Um, and I'm sorry to the Eagles fan base for putting us in this position four years after winning a Super Bowl. Um, I just made, some some wrong turns. I went right when I should have went left. Uh, so I do apologize. I'm not a believer in uh, uh, in, in in second and third chances. But with that being said, um, if the board shakes out this way, and I am running, and we are selecting number seven, Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, we're going to pair him with Jalen Hurts, and we're going to pray and sit on our fingers, and we hope to God that at 53 overall in the 2020 draft that Jalen Hurts is a quarterback of the future because that's the best thing for my my perseverance in, in my career. So Jalen Waddle here at uh, number 12, please. <laughs> it's it's a great pick for them here. If this if the board does fall this way, it's it's a fantastic pairing. It's a fantastic. No matter what happens at the quarterback position, that is a very, very good weapon that you have for years and years. Um, and and I think that even even Howie would not mess that one up. Um, so I, I agree. It sounds like Kev is not going to agree. <laughs> I am. I know that the Eagles are going wide receiver. I know they are. And if the wide receivers there on the board, one of those top three wide receivers are on the board. Yeah. You can't pat, you really can't pass him up. Yeah. And you waddle, you need somebody 
like a, a Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle who can go from backfield to five yards to seven yards to nine yards to 10 yards, yeah. 15 yards, and can break it open because it puts less stress on Hurts as a quarterback, even mm-hmm. though for me personally, I don't think he's a quarterback. I just think he's a glorified fullback. So <laughs> that can throw the football. But if you have a waddle out there, that weapon allows you to not have to make so many decisions down the field as you kind of would if you have your wide receiver core up there now. So he's dangerous. He's a dangerous, dangerous, and he can return punts and he can return kicks. And and that's that's good for the Eagles. Yep. Uh, I do like that pick. I do. Yep. Very, very solid. I, pick. I like it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, I think Gangreen will be. Uh, He'll be happy. Will be He'll be happy, happy with you. Here. He'll be happy if he falls to twelve. Yep. All right. L.A. Chargers. That's you, man. The L.A. Chargers. So I, oh, man. So <laughs> this pick is going to be probably the first what question mark pick. But I think that, you know, um, this guy is on the board. He probably in probably in anybody else's draft board, he probably is not going to be as high. Um, you know, I could go offensive line, but I'm going to take a guy who is a dangerous offensive weapon to, to pair with old Justin Herbert. Now, when I looked at the team, there was one thing on the on on offense that wasn't consistent. And with this pick, it will allow them to be more consistent. And when they did have this consistent position, they they went to the playoffs. They didn't win too much because of uh, what's that quarterback's name? Philip Rivers. But yep. this pick is going to be one Najee Harris. Wow! Yes, that is that is high. Reach out. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. You need to take some of the pressure off of Herbert throwing so much. Najee Harris allows you to run the football consistently. That's I I, I agree with that. You know they they didn't extend Austin Eckler a year ago, right? I get all of that, but remember, remember. He doesn't have to be the bell cow back. He doesn't have to be. He has, he can, because remember last year, Eckler was hurt a lot of the season. Sure. And there wasn't a, you know, in the National Football League, you do need two backs. And he could be the bell cow where Eckler could be the pass catching back, or he can be more of the pass catching back on a regular basis where Austin Eckler is the bell cow. What they need is, I believe that Najee Harris sitting here at 13 is their best option to give Herbert the ability to throw the football maybe 10 less times a game. It may be a reach, but I'm telling you, because remember when they had Gordon back there handling the business, they, they were a dynamic offense. They haven't had that since Gordon. It was Did, two years, didn't they, now, three years didn't they draft a running back in like late one, early two last year? 
It is very. I, I can't. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Uh, the kid from uh, UCF. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Josh Kelly isn't that his name? Yeah, but he didn't get, yeah. on, the, he didn't even get on the field. Well, I think he was hurt. I know, but he's going to be back. I mean, man, Najee Harris gets on the field day one and pushes that kid right on out. He pushes him right out. There's no bet like like it's possible for right now. UCLA, that's where he's from. UCLA offensive lineman. I could have went with Tucker, but um, I guess he was a fourth round pick, but still, it's, it, I, they seemed to I, put a lot of faith in him last year. But it, it, could, it could happen. If you're, you're, you're the running team, the show, it surprised me. I'm taking Najee Harris because now I can allow Herbert to kind of hand the ball off maybe 25 to 30 times a game, and now I can just. You know, I can be just I can have Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert and not have to have him have to be Superman, Justin Herbert and just be a quarterback. And now it opens up a lot of things when that running game is going. So Najee Harris, number 13, the best a, player on the board right now. He's the best player on the board. I could have went corner, but that's I don't know if he's the guy. best player on the board. I mean, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, I, mean, I love Najee Harris. Don't get me wrong. For them? For them, I, I love Najee Harris. I love the way he runs. I love the way that he can break tackles. I love the way he can, how he can catch out of the backfield. I mean, listen, I, I, I had him pretty high on my list for the Dolphins at 18, so not that much further back, but there's still there's a lot of different reasons for that. Right. But, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, that's, it's definitely not where I think they're going and definitely not what I think they, what I would do, um, but uh, that's your prediction. That's uh, yeah. I think I think right. that I think they're going to go Najee Harris right there. If he's sitting there, I think they do that because they they do need that. They do need that guy. That guy in the backfield. I mean, Herbert just threw the ball just way too much, and they were behind. So that that gives you that ball control, that clock control. They need that. So we got fourteen. 14 is that's me. Minnesota? Yeah, that's yeah. Ben. Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, I have got Minnesota. The Harris pick is uh, still just I'm reeling. Uh, <laughs> stand in eight count. <laughs> um, I think for Minnesota. I go here um, with uh, the offensive tackle, Darisaw, um, from Virginia Tech. Nice. I Christian think, I think he, Yeah, I think yep. he fills um, a big-time need. Um, offensive line is definitely their biggest area of need. Um, it's not really too much of a reach at this spot. Um, he is... Uh, you know, a lot of, of, of player comps have him listed for Russell Okun, which, you know, obviously that would be their best case scenario. Uh, that's what they're hoping for is that lockdown franchise tackle to help out that entire offense um, that they are, you know, kind of building around. Um, I did have a possibility here for um, them looking at maybe an edge guy like, you know, like, hey, if he was still there, um, yeah. maybe one of the Miami guys. Uh, like Jalen Phillips or someone like that to replace Neverson Griffin that, you know, is that Mike Zimmer defensive guy. Um, but I think that ultimately based on 
the ratings and, and based on, you know, where those players are at right now and where the board has fallen. I think offensive line uh, makes sense here. I don't think they want to get left at the altar without any of the offensive linemen left uh, on the board. Um, so we're going Darisaw, Virginia Tech. Good pick. I like it. I, I can I can see them going corner there too, though. Yeah, JC I can see corner. corner. That's that's, yeah. the, that's possibly yeah, Horn still the there. Horn. Again, that that uh, that Jera not taking Horn changed some things for me, but um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I still you know kind of stick in that way. But yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see corner there at all. Nice. And that puts up Bill Belichick. The hardest pick in the draft. Mm, what are you going to do? Hardest, it's the hardest pick in the draft because he normally doesn't go for the splashy name in the first round or the second round. He always digs for these little smaller schools. Last year he did um, uh, he did this the strong safety as his first pick, uh, Duggar. Duggar, yeah, Kyle Duggar. And, and I hope and the board he was serviceable. He was serviceable, you know, as the starting safety with um, homeboy coming back. But now homeboy's gone. So now he's going to be the starting safety. Um, Man, there's. Oh, man. We need two replacements. We need a replacement, a linebacker. We need a replacement, that cornerback. Uh, There's two good ones them, out there. I know both of them are sitting at 31 years old. Uh, we've been trying to trade. Um, we've been trying to trade Gilmore for the past two seasons now. Um, Hightower took a year off, so his body's probably a little bit more rejuvenated than it would have been had he played last season. And it could be Micah Parsons. The only problem is that Micah Parsons is a little too light. He likes his linebackers anywhere from two. Well, I mean, you know, he's two forty-five, five more pounds. He puts him in the ballpark, and I, I think he would see Parsons as one of those guys that's not a traditional linebacker. I think he would see him as a little bit of that hybrid linebacker safety role. So, and and he can be because you can put him. You can put him in multiple positions. Yeah, you know he's he's rolling at four three. Um, he's a good tackler. They love that. Um, and we do have uh, we we but see the problem is is that we signed all these linebackers during the off season. I think we signed like three or four of them. Yeah. and we have uh, Anthony Jennings and Dante Hightower there. Um, but you can't pass up Micah Parsons. You can't pass that talent up. Um, you can't, you just can't because, you know, he can play nickel corner. He can play middle linebacker. He can play the rush linebacker. And I truly believe now this is just me. I truly believe that if he does pick up Parsons, like I'm hoping that he's doing, he's going to do, he's going to use him like Lawrence Taylor. I don't know if he has that kind of elite off the edge ability, but he has that off he has that off the edge elite speed. And we the one thing that we have not had since Richard Seymour, going all the way back to Richard Seymour, is a pass rush. We haven't had it. And 
I think they turn the reins of the pass rush over to um, um, Micah Parsons and the the boy they um, what's the the linebacker they got from uh, Baltimore. Um, and I think that they use Dante Hightower as more of the thumper this year. <clears throat> I, I really do think that you know we our our corners are we have good corners, but the problem is is that. You know, J.C. Jackson is he is on a second round tender and, you know, Gilmore is they, they want to get rid of him. So both of them could be gone. But Micah Parsons at 15 people. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I'd be surprised if they passed on him. Man, they can't pass on a guy like that. But it's Bill Belichick and, you know, you never know what he's going to do. Like I, say, I just have a weird feeling about uh, Harley going to the Patriots. There's this, this uh-huh. very weird feeling about that. Um, Which I don't but, have a problem uh, with. I don't have a problem with right. Farley going or um, uh, J.C. Horn going yeah. or even Asante Samuel going. I don't have a problem with them going as long as when you look at it, you go, okay, I, I see where – I understand what he's doing. However – See, he, he dips into these smaller schools where it, you have to really fight and scratch and claw to play and not really on the superstar level because superstars, you know, they may just freelance and do what they want. I think that Micah is disciplined enough to where, you know, he's a superstar and he'll, or he could be a superstar, yes, but I feel like um, he would be that replacement for Dante Hightower when he retires in maybe one or two seasons. So that's my picket number 15. That was the biggest. You were so undecided. I was. <laughs> so, so, so listen to this. So look at this. So when you go back to the New England Patriots, when they actually picked in the first round, mm-hmm. and they had studs to pick, even though they picked at the bottom of the barrel, they're going to these smaller schools, and nobody has a beat on what Bill Belichick has ever done. You can't tell me that Kyle Duggar was on anybody's radar last year. Bills, not in the fr- not in the first or second round. I I actually no, I mean, I heard, he got a first round grade. I mean, it yeah, he's like, like a first high, like low yeah. back in first high second. Yeah, you can't tell me that um, Aaron Dobson and uh, the 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 receiver that they picked up two three years ago was like you look the kid at out of Arizona State. Oh yeah, he's got he made spectacular catches, but man, there was oh, man. He he always throws people for a loop and you go, What? Are you kidding me right now? But you know, Duggar did he did well for us at strong safety. Sure. Um I I liked it. He wasn't the greatest. He wasn't like all pro status, but you know, he did right. he did good for us for what it's worth. Yeah. He was solid. No, I, I, I think I think Parsons, like I say, if he's there at 15, it'd be surprising if they pass up on him. He makes a lot of sense. I think there's a couple other players that, that fit there as well, but uh, Parsons, you know, certainly not going to get a strong argument against. As long, I, really, to be honest with you, as long, and I know I keep saying this because it happened last year, it, as long as they don't pick that guy, because <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, because I said his name last year, 
and they picked him up. And Ben, you know who I'm talking about because I trashed him. I don't actually. Year after year after year, I argued you guys down. It's that quarterback over there that they picked up. Cam Newton? Come on. They can't pick up Cam Newton. Oh, okay. I I, I thought you were saying someone who's actually out there now. No, no, no. When I said that, I kept saying they can't pick up Cam Newton because they could never use a Cam Newton. The Cam Newton thing was one of my most favorite things of all last season was knowing how much you hate Cam Newton and and how much you hate And and you know what? They're probably going to get a Cam Newton 2.0 and go ahead and get Justin Fields. Yeah, so I mean, like I say, like my my dream scenario is the board falls just like this and New England's sitting there at 15 and says, oh, we can't pass up on Fields at 15. And they take Fields. Oh, that would be so happy. I'd be so happy. I would hate that so much. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah. speaking of, of JC Horn the, the, from from uh, recommendation from Jarrah, um, I think the Arizona Cardinals would absolutely be thrilled to have uh, him fall to the spot. I think they they absolutely want to fill um, losing Peterson um, and and you know help that back end of that defense, which is where they you know really have a need. Um, and I think that they would very much like taking Horn here. Uh, so I think this is a this is a very no brainer for them. Good pick. Maybe maybe Farley, but I think that if Horn was still on the board here, it'd be likely that he would go before Farley. Um, at least that's what most of the experts have. I know this the rumor is out there, the story is out there that teams actually like Farley better than than you know the you know the mock drafters do. Um, so yeah. he's likely to go first. Um, so I could see it being Farley or Horn here. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say Horn just based on the way the board has fallen. Yeah, the right, thing, so let's, the let's thing with, uh, go ahead the and comment. Thing, yeah, the thing with Horn is he's very grabby. And, and the league is it's just a walking DPI. Um, so was Patrick Peterson, though. Yeah, he, that's true. And Farley he's is grabby. just – Farley is a light-skinned Jalen Ramsey, just not as healthy. <laughs> and, and okay. if, he had, if he had the same – if he didn't have the injury history – he, yeah, I mean you're you're right. If he didn't, if yeah. he was 100 percent clear medical, he yeah. would be probably a top five to top eight easily. Yeah, and this is yep, and this is why he falls probably all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, um, and, and also why he fits that like New England style guy that like you know a lot of people would say like oh they just don't have the you know the balls to pull the trigger on it, and you know New England t- traditionally you know is willing to do that. They're willing to go after a guy that has an injury question that, you know, they say, okay, we, we trust our, our grade on him instead, you know, and so they, we have done it. We have done it. And sometimes it has worked out and sometimes yep. it has not. Um, all right. So we're going to pick up these picks a little bit more. Uh, we have, I think it's me. So Arizona's on the clock. The, we have the Raiders. Yes. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go, this real quick team needs uh, really need to tackle interior O line, um, safety interior D line. So I'm, I'm torn between two players right now. The way that this board shook out, um, do I go with the, the top overall interior offensive guard and uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC? Or, you know what? I like this dude's name. I'm a rock with him. We're going to go Jeremiah Owusu Koroma, a.k.a. the Joker, Notre Dame linebacker for the Las Vegas Rush. Interesting. I like it. Nice, because their linebackers were not all that solid last year. No, no, he he makes a lot of sense. 
I'd be surprised if it's not an offensive lineman, um, but I could see that making a lot of sense for them. He fills a huge need. And I think he's a high upside guy, and, and yes. it does seem to kind of be that that Mayock-Gruden style of, of liking in their players. You know, they like those guys that are a little bit kind of, you know, not necessarily a lock, but like the, the upside's so high on them. Um, so, yeah, I could see that very much so. All right. So? That, that makes me Chris Greer again, which I'm so happy. You had me so worried a second ago, sir. Because mm-hmm. I thought you were taking Elijah Vera Tucker. And I, I just had like just penciled in exactly what I'm doing and I knew exactly what it was gonna be, exactly what I was gonna say. And then you're like, oh no, I'm gonna take Vera Tucker. And I'm like, crap, I gotta gotta scramble here. <laughs> figure out what my secondary option is. Um and, and honestly, my secondary option when I was originally mocking this out was gonna be Harris here. So but I, okay. I didn't imagine that he was going at thirteen because <laughs> I didn't know that Los Angeles was smoking crack. Um so, uh, oh, I will take God. the guard, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker here. Um, I think he makes a ton of sense for Miami. Um, I, I, I think it's what they likely are to do, and I think it's what I want them to do. Um, it, you pair him with last year's pick, ironically, also at 18, uh, who was an offensive lineman from USC in Jackson, who's the left tackle. Um, so, you know, there's a kind of a, a built-in already chemistry that's there, so that's nice. Um, right. Character, high character guy, seems to be a big thing for this team. Seems to be a big thing for Flores, uh, and this guy fits you know that mold completely. Um, and he gives you, it really improves your interior offensive line, which is really an area of need that has not been addressed this off season. Um, you 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 got Tua his his weapon, you know, with the first pick in Smith. Um, now you need to protect Tua, um, and you need that protection upgrade. And getting this kind of a, a step in starting guard gives you a ton of options because they used some good offensive linemen or, or some good draft picks on offensive linemen last year who played well, not not elite or not amazing. Um, but he gives you some flexibility to say, you know, let's pair him on the left side with his USC guy, or let's go ahead and put him on the right side and move uh, Solomon over the left where his his true left guard spot. You know, so you get some 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 options there. Um, but I think ultimately Protecting to a getting that offensive line repaired, getting that offensive line you know upgraded is uh, the thing they haven't done in the offseason. And the reason why is they were looking to be able to do it in the draft. So Vera Tucker here, who most people have as a top-rated interior offensive lineman, I'm, I'm thrilled to have this pick at 18. Perfect pick. Perfect pick, perfect board. I, like that. I do like that. You got to be so worried you're going to screw me over with things. so man I have the Washington football team yep let's put you up Mr. Uh, Snyder Snyder's taking this pick I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the draft room I have Hmm. my pick in hand I'm going with cornerback I have Caleb Farley written down I'm ready to take this pick and make my and make my back end just that much better. And Dan Snyder comes in and says, "You know what? Oh no. Lord, he wants Dwayne Haskins to play up. No, oh. he says, "You know who I like? Really? You know who I really like? I like Travis Etienne." Hmm. And Robert? I look at him and I go, "What?" Then he goes, "That's the pick. Go ahead and make it, Travis Etienne." 
Listen to me. Listen to me. I want Caleb Farley <laughs> at, at corner. That's a better fit for them because their defense would be, oh my gosh, their defense would just be amazing. It's not that. It's again, it's the San Diego Los Angeles. They just used no, some running back last you gotta, year. You got to remember. You got to remember this. You got to remember this. This is the Washington football team, and Dan Snyder's taking that pick. And he is really feeling himself after the move he just made, kicking out all of the um, shareholders and buying them out. So he is truly feeling himself. I don't know what that has to do with making the pick, but all right. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Dan Snyder has been in that draft room year after year after year making their first round picks. This is why they got Dwayne Haskins. It's this fair. is why some of the other picks that they that they that they got um, was be, it was because of Dan Snyder. They could make a sound pick and go with cornerback and get Farley or Samuel or Horn. Well, I mean, again, they used their second pick last year on a highly rated running back in, in they Gibson. Did. They did, but we're not talking about what I would do. All right. What the Washington football team would do. <laughs> All right. And I honestly think that they screw this pick up and they go running back. I honestly think that they screw up the pick. I mean, I don't know that Etienne is a screwed up pick. I mean, he is a fantastic and elite running back and, and right. definitely makes that offense incredibly interesting and incredibly versatile. Um, it would surprise me if that's the, the route they go here. But, uh, but if they did, it, it'd be hard to say it's a bad pick or a wasted pick. It's just me? certainly not filling it's, a need. It's, a wasted, and that kind of it's thing. a wasted pick because you're not filling a need. And I, I truly believe that they screw the pickup and they don't get for need. They think that Travis Etienne is the best player on the board. He thinks that that's the best player on the board and he goes running back. And all that, and all that, 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 that Ron Rivera can do is say, well, the boy Travis Etienne ball says that's what we're going to do, and that's what we're going to do. Now, if it was me, I'd probably go with a corner because I have my front seven. My front seven is 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 really good. I have a really good front seven. My corners are my corners are okay, but if I had a uh, a Farley or a, yeah, no, they could use an upgrade there, and it would make a lot of sense. If if I did that, mm-hmm. my defense is now my defense is now not just you know, great defensive line, middle of the pack, back in, it's now great defense. It's and yeah, because for, that one corner. For whatever it's worth, looking at the uh, team needs site, they don't have running back for Washington until the ancillary they category. They don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and... But, you, I mean, that know. happens. There are teams that do that. So, I mean, I'll, again, you're, both your running back picks have... have Absolutely perplexed me, but you're, well, you're running the show there. This is this is Washington, and for Washington, that's, that's fair. That's fair. They do make some strange picks. Now, if he stays out, if he stays out of the the room, and they just go, let us do what we do, then though you'll probably see them pick up like a nice corner or offensive lineman or something like that. But if they don't, if he doesn't, and he starts meddling around, watch that pick just get screwed up. Well, all right, Pete, you are out in Chicago. God. Next. Yeah, this is uh I mean this is easier than twelve. So uh Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. He doesn't get past any further. Wow. I mean you just I you just 
you can't like uh, you can't. It, not, not like, they, it does seem unlikely they would pass on a quarterback if he was sitting there at twenty. Mr. Trubisky two point oh. Mr. Trubisky I just I, I just hate I hate to do that to Bears fans, but yeah, I mean, but I, but I do think it seems very likely of what will actually occur. This makes too it makes too much sense. It makes yep. too much sense, you know, for. They were harping to bring in this QB, bring in that QB. The only thing they brought it was Andy Dalton, who's stable. You get Justin Fields. Uh, and, you I mean, get, and, and it's not the worst scenario in the world right. of letting Fields learn, you know, behind a guy for a year or two. You know, who knows what that could be. It's unlikely that Fields would get rushed out on the field. Yep. Um, and, uh, barring uh, a Bears uh, trade-up I'm on sorry, draft day. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back. Go back. You don't think that Justin Fields would be rushed onto the field? No, not not with the money you're paying Andy. Not, 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 not that they get him at twenty. Not that they get him at twenty. Yeah. If they stay at twenty and, and Fields falls to you, there's yeah. no rush to put him on the field. If they trade yeah. up to go get a QB, that's a whole different story. Agreed. In 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 in, in the real world, yes. If you are a if you are a team that has a quarterback that you can say, hey, you know, he could sit for a year. Yes. But we're talking about a team where the coaching staff is all offense, all quarterback, all day long, and they want that college quarterback. And Andy, no, they want the quarterback that's not going to lose them a game, and that's why they have Andy Dalton. And and Andy's not going to win them any games. He's not going to lose them a game. That's that's the point. Is that they 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 want to build around a guy? Remember, Navy was there with Alex Smith. I understand. I understand. I, I'm I'm there with you. I'm there with you. But I think that Justin Fields gets on the field a whole lot faster than people think, even though he's at 20, because they want to see something dynamic. Because they've been seeing Mitch Trubisky no. for I, 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 think, I, think Nagy, I think Nagy was there in Kansas City and saw how it worked with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. And he wants to duplicate that and said, I can do that with Foles and Mitch, and then Full shit the bed and literally broke his butt. Um, and he did. <laughs> he did. Um, and and that, that forced their hand a little bit in that. Plus, Foles wasn't very good. Um, so, you know, like that, that kind of screwed that whole thing up. I think they're looking at this as their option to be able to do that. I don't, I, I didn't think it was going to be Fields, but again, I didn't think Fields was probably going to be there at 20 either. Um, so, I think you're right. If he's there at 20, it'd be hard to believe they would pass. I more likely see them going with a Trask or a Mond or someone like that in the second. Um, but again, if he's there at 20, I think you're right. I think it's hard to believe they would say, let's pass on that. I think they would say, let's let's roll the dice. Let's take our shot with this. Let's let them learn under Andy Dalton for a year or two um, and, and go from there. Okay. We got the Colts up. Ben uh, yep. So the Colts. Um, I've got them looking at offensive linemen. Okay. Um, I've also got them looking at corner. Yeah. I think the fact that they that the way the board has fallen, that you see a guy like um, Farley still sitting here on the board. They're also a yeah. team that they're they're not like so desperate to get a guy on the field to to make up for a spot. They're they're a well balanced team. They're a well built team with good depth. Um, that I think that they, you know, would feel comfortable um, with the medical uh, on a guy like Farley. So I'm going to go with the cornerback Farley, and I think it's a fantastic pick for them here. 
Um, and I think he, he fits a big time need and gives them, um, you know, a way to really solidify, uh, that back end of that defense, um, and, and makes them very interesting. I, I don't know what they have quarterback position, but that's a different story. So <clears throat> which corners were taken so far? Uh, so we've got Farley off the board, Warren off the board, and Sertan. Yep. Okay. Or to make sure. Okay. Yep. So uh, I do like that pick for um, Indianapolis. Yep. High value, um, high risk, low reward. I mean, I'm a low, yeah. high reward, low risk. Yeah. And that seems to be the kind of the Colts MO. They, they seem to be that kind of program that's built that way now. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think it's they make the safer, pick. They make the safer, smarter pick. Yep. Uh, and, and, and it seems to continuously pay off for them. Yep. And they're really not going to do anything crazy. So uh, I do see that. Um, so with that, I have Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's three areas that we need. Wide receiver. Pass rush corner. Mm-hmm. Farley's off the board. Horn's off the board. Sertan's uh, off the board. And You're on the clock. And then we have, I know I'm on the clock. I'm still, I'm, I'm going, I'm just making sure you're not going to pull a uh, Mike Tyson this year. And I felt the story ends. Mike Tyson didn't make the pick on time and lost out on the pick and then had to make it two picks later. I remember, I remember <laughs> that. I remember just, that. He just helping our, just helping our listeners out. Second, he was just a second too late. Yeah, and just, they just, were like, just, no. Just helping our listeners out in case they're not as old and as much of a giant nerd as I am. <laughs> okay, so and they also I mean they need help at wide receiver. I mean Brown is Brown is good, but they do need a little bit of help at wide receiver. I do have a couple wide receivers on the board that I'm looking at. Um but Aziz Ujulari is looking really enticing for me right now. Because my pass rush was absolute cheats last year. Um, Bud Dupree. I know, and I, I still need a little bit more, but I feel like, and so is Jaylene Phillips. Phillips is looking really nice too. Because um, because Bud Dupree's not going to get it done by himself. Sure. And we went we went through the. The the what's the guy? Don't they also uh, still have uh, Harold Landry there? Yep, they do. And Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, but they their pass rush was their pass rush was was horrible. That was their problem. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they and, were looking for they were looking for Clowney and um, what's his face. Um, and Clowney did just that. He was a clown. Cause he sure. didn't do anything. He got like I don't even think he had I don't even think he had ten tackles the whole season. And he was hurt, but he's always hurt. He's always hurt. <laughs> What's so the guy's name that they this? signed at linebacker that uh, like completely bust out um, from Oakland? Um, 
Oh, darn. I'm oh, sorry. You're on the clock. I shouldn't do that to you. The clock is up. So <laughs> thank you. I, I'm, here's what I'm going. I'm okay. going with I'm going I'm going offense. My first pick, and I'm going with Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Oh wow, okay. we definitely took a, a left, a detour. All right. Yeah. Because um, I need somebody that's going to go with AJ Brown. I need some. I need something else. I need. Hey, they lost else. Corey Davis to the Jets, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's I he's he's very else. similar to Davis. I can see that. Yeah, and he's got sub four forty four four forties. Um, I feel like I feel like he was going to be gone like around maybe pick sixteen ish to the Cardinals because I know the Cardinals love offense, but. They didn't go that route. So he's still sitting on the board. Um, I need that. I need I need a little bit more offense. Because I, I need to I need to get Henry just a few less carries because I need him. I need him. I need him to I need him to, you know, I need his longevity. So I'm gonna go with Kadarius Tony, Florida. Book it Dano. <laughs> Gang Green, Jets, you are upbeat. Oh Lord, you going again? Oh no no no! Yeah, no you're not. This is this is the second. This is the Jets' second pick. Go ahead. Here you go. Let's do it. I'm here. I'm the- here. I'm my, my 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 Joe Douglas hat is on right now. Yeah you, yeah. you just gave me a blessing because I need court. I need corners. I need edge. And even one of the guys that I'm thinking about are consensus top twenty overall on the draft board. But I'm sitting here looking at my depth chart right now. Got Quentin Williams. So I got some stuff. I got Sheldon Rankins there. I'm, gonna get, I'm going corner. Give me Greg Newsom, Northwestern cornerback. Nice. I like it. I like it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Fits, fits into that oh. mold of what Salah has been doing in the, in the secondary in San Francisco. I think it makes a lot of sense. Nice. All right, we got pick twenty-four. That that would make me upset as a Dolphins fan because I think he's a good player, so I do not want the Jets to do that. Yeah, Green Bay. I mean, Green <laughs> is pretty good. He's really good. Yeah. So his his got, NFL comp for a lot of people is like Darius Slay, so I could see that you know being a. Yep. Yeah, they, well, they I, mean, very much I mean, yeah, well, Darius Slay before last year. Okay, so we well. have Green Bay on the clock. <laughs> Help no, it's not. It's not Green Bay. It's Pittsburgh. 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 That threw me way off there. I'm like, wait, what's happening? On on draft <laughs> day, fifteen. I, Justin I, I Field. I told you there's there's some stuff going on in that. Don't uh, do that. Play Chargers and uh, Washington. Make me choke you out, boy. No. <laughs> you keep throwing these shots. I'm telling you, go speak it into existence. Happen. It's gonna happen, and I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not speaking his name. Oh, I can't do it. Okay, so Pittsburgh. 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 You know I, I just had Newsom penciled in hold there. On, hold on. I got Green Bay. Green Bay is up. Um, How? I Wait, what are you I'm talking about? You. I'm about to tell you. All right. I'm proposing a trade. I want to oh. take. I want to take Pittsburgh's um, pick twenty-four. Okay. I'll give you. My 29. Uh-huh. My 92. That's uh second that's round. Third round. Third round, okay. third round and a fourth. All and this year. 24. 
This will be all this year. So a one, a three, and a four? A one, a three, and a four to come up to 24. Mm. Uh, can he counter? Yeah, I mean, I can counter. I don't, I don't know that I really have anything that I'm looking at, like, to know, to say. I'm so interested. Who would with. they trade up for? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm curious to. I'm, I'm about to tell you. He's, he's, tell he's you. got another running back loaded, lock and loaded in there. No, uh, <laughs> I don't. I know who I he is. He is the opposite of Mel Kiper Jr. This is the, this is the second this is my second person on the board. Yeah, one you know, all right. I'll, I think I think Pittsburgh <laughs> will move back five spots and pick up those those picks. I okay. think I think that's because, I think that's like I'll, I'll go with that. Okay, so I'm going to take pick twenty four. Yeah, now, you know, the Jets went out there and picked up Greg Newsom. I wanted him bad, but my second one is I know that Cleveland. I know they may be eyeing a corner, so I'm going to take that from him. Give me that Asante Samuel Jr., sir. Give me that. So you think that Green Bay is coming up with all that to take Asante Samuel Jr.? Yep. You are strange yep. predictions for your GM. It's that Texas air. I don't know what it is, <laughs> man. Say, it's man. that Texas air. Are you still without yep. cheating? Uh, all right. <laughs> like I say, I, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm saying because okay because I think that makes sense for me. <laughs> Um, because right. for them, for Green Bay, for Green Bay, one of the one of the weakest areas that they had on uh, on defense last year was cornerback. They need a cornerback. Fair. And I I can I I'm, I wanted Greg Newsom, but there's there is after Asante Samuel, um, there isn't much pass there in terms of good cornerback play in the first round. I still so, think this all happened, I, Pete. I think this just happened because he thought Green Bay was up next, but that's okay. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I, didn't. I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't. But I do want to go up and go grab okay. Asani Samuel. I really do. All right, so that, that puts you up next for Jacksonville, my friend. Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a lot of needs. So I'm going to make this pick fast. I'm going to go with Jeez, man. No, you said you just said fast. Christian Barmore. <laughs> Defensive lineman, Alabama. Okay. That's a solid pick there, actually. I like that pick. That's that's about the first pick you've made so far that hasn't made me go, really? No, because my, my the, the picks all the way up until I right. picked it. Uh, what is it? At thirteen. I've been picking since since then. Running backs, running off. I, I, even, I even you are. You I are even gave you. I even gave you. I even gave you the the bum pick of the of the draft. There's got to be one, right? That's going to be Washington. <laughs> all right, so we got Cleveland is up. Uh, repeat. Cleveland up. Aziz Adjulari, just keep it at that. I'd rather not pay J- Jadavion Clowney. I hope we don't sign him. So give me uh, what some consider the number like one ranking. They're signing him, though. But yeah, I think you're right. If they don't yeah. sign him, then, then that you makes a ton of sense. Just if like everything is pointing right now. Like I saw a report okay. yesterday. They were saying like so contract do- negotiations are up and going on. Yep. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's say they sign him. What's your second? What's your next pick? Yeah, just, just as, a, as a backup pick. 
Uh, as a, I'm still taking Archer Larry. I'm not passing yeah, him up. Even, even if he's there? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. because you, you, can, you can never have enough pass rushers at all. You can never have enough. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 fair. You never know when uh, Garrett's going to be a knucklehead again, too. So, Or when a clown is going to be hurt. He's inevitably going to be uh, hurt. That's true. That is true. He'll get hurt in a Zoom meeting. Turning the power button on his computer. So we're going to go with pick number 27. My my problem is trying to spell that pick here on my uh, list. All right. um, So 27, that is me for Baltimore. So Baltimore is going to be looking at... um, I actually had him penciled in. You, you keep on grabbing the guy right before me. Um, you know, there's a there's a history in Baltimore with UM players. Um, a lot of UM players were rated pretty highly here. I think that Baltimore would be looking at uh, going to, to try and improve that pass rush. Um, I think Phillips is the best of the three. So I'll go with Hurricanes and Phillips here. I knew it. I, as soon as he said hurricanes, I knew it was coming. That's a really good pick. Um, it feels like a uh, a Baltimore pick. I like it. I like it. I do. I like it. Um, who's up? I'm up again. All right. So who I have? I have. Uh, I have uh, the Saints. Yep, you are up for the Saints. <clears throat> so with the what is this? The twenty pick. 28. I pick. I pick a. I pick something that's much needed. Um, and I'm gonna go with a ten million dollar loan. I feel like if I get one of those, I can get out of this salary cap hell that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe I can kind of like breathe a little bit, maybe. Um, man, I, I feel like sure. man, is there anybody because <laughs> the guy that I want's not here, right? Just checking it got real quiet. <laughs> If the guy's not there that they want, I can see them going back into the second round. I can see them trading back into the second, back to the second round. Yeah, I think they're uh, likely to, to look to move, but I don't know if there's a ton of guys here that would be likely to move up for. Man. Uh, This, this is this one is a tough one only because the guy that I really want is gone. I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna kind of slide that down that way, but um you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman, Alabama. I was about to make you an offer for that pick, sir. <laughs> you didn't say anything. I was looking to see who was available. Huh? I was looking to see who was available. I mean, hey, look, I'm on the clock. 
who are you who you who who who's your who's your who are you what, trying to who, what's who my you offer? What's your offer? I I will give you Who's it coming from, first of all? The Eagles. Shit, like <laughs> Omer. Oh, the Eagles are coming out <laughs> of the second round? You're coming out of the second round and going? All right. Yeah, so I'll give wait, you wait, wait. And the Eagles are the Eagles are where? Thirty seven. Yeah, they're they're up there. Thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you okay, a set. So the fifth, so the fifth, so the fifth pick in the second round. Okay, right. I'll give, give you thirty-seven, and I'll give you one uh, one twenty-three. That's a second and a four for this twenty-nine. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. That makes sense. A second and a four for this one. You feel like part with a you have a third? I'm not giving up 84. I just got 84. I got that from the Dolphins, I think. What that what yeah. that mean? You want to come back in the first round, don't you? Yeah, but you you wanted to get out. You I mean, hey Mickey, Mickey. I do. I do want to I want I do want to get out, but at the right price. I mean, I <laughs> you want to stop clock. If if you if, I already got I already got Pittsburgh on the other line same offer. Ah. I mean, that's going to give me two two. Uh, that gives me two twos and two fours. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take that offer because the guy that I want is not on. It is not on the board, so I'm gonna come back out of the first round. I'm gonna give that to you, Eagles. Okay. I'm gonna give that to you. So now I'm second round, 37. I get my fourth. You get your pick 28. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jason Oway out of Penn State. Homer. Nah. <laughs> right. All the way it's, a, it's a good pick, though. I'm, I'm messing with it. It's, it's a, a good pick. pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Randy Graham is up there. We don't know what we're doing. It is a Homer pick, but it's, it's still a good pick. It's a good pick. Yep. It's a Homer pick, but it's a good pick. Um, and the Saints, I can see them trading coming out of the first round. So now you got you got Pittsburgh, you got Pittsburgh up, sir. Yeah, so Pittsburgh's back on the clock. All right. Um, so is it who's is it my pick? No, no, that's me. That's that's, that's my Steelers pick from the trade out before. Yes. Um, so that is gonna be I really think it's offensive line, and I think they're happy because the same offensive lineman that I was looking at five picks earlier is still sitting here. Staring me in the face in uh, in Kevin Jenkins, um, I think he uh, fills a need. Really helps you know make that offense. Um, you know, really helps to protect Ben for another year. Helps them to build around whatever they're doing moving forward. If that is Haskins, God help them. Um, yeah, so I'm going offensive lineman Jenkins here, and and thrilled that I picked up some extra picks for essentially taking the same player I was going to take five picks earlier. I like it. I mean, at this point, it's like, you know, I, I do, I do like the pick. Um, that does put me up again because of the, the trade scenario, but it'll be fast. It's, it's Buffalo. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's Buffalo. So I actually, I had, I had, uh, I had ATN here thinking that was very likely for him to be there um, yeah. with all the craziness. Um, 
I think that running back is a position that they would highly covet here. Uh, I don't know for sure that they would necessarily take one here. They probably would listen to offers uh, to move back. Um, I think if they're also looking at the best positions of need for them, they're probably looking at um, corner. I don't know if there's a corner here that necessarily is exactly worth it. Um, and then looking at edge, I kind of going back to the UM well again. Again, these are three highly rated UM players that were um, likely to come off in the top 15, and they're all sitting here other than Phillips. I think probably amongst uh, between uh, Roche and um, I'm sorry, not Roche, uh, uh, Rosa and um, I am blanking on the other guy's name all of a sudden. Um, I just popped out of my head. Um, so I think they're going to go with um, Gregory Rousseau out of UM. Nice. Uh, I think he's, you know, a solidified edge rusher for them. And uh, again, just kind of seems to be a Buffalo Bills style pick. Somebody agrees. I heard it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there agrees. <laughs> What's oh, uh, up? Uh, the last, uh, the penultimate pick. Anytime you can use that. That's Kansas City to you, Kevin. Oh, Kansas City. So, man, I I could really trade out of here because, I mean, it's just, it's just every, I mean. I could. Yeah, but there's no more Penn State players for the Eagles to come up and get. So. Right. Uh, to do it. <laughs> no more homework picks for him. No more homework picks. Jeez, um, man. I. You know what? I do know that tackle was their their issue in the Super Bowl. So was Edge. <sighs> you just... <laughs> so, I feel like... Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with offensive linemen. Andy Reid is an offensive line guy. You can't do, you can't do, you can't have enough offensive linemen. I'm going to take, I can't remember if it was, he was taken off the board, but I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, he's gone. He Jenkins is gone. He went to Pittsburgh from your trade. Oh, he went to Pittsburgh. Yep. The, the next uh, offensive okay. lineman that's on the board. Right, Could either be so Leatherwood or uh, that's that's the one. That's the one. It was yeah, the Leatherwood. Who you had for Saints before uh, Eagles moved you away? Now he's yeah. a guard, though. He's a guard. He's not a tackle. I yeah, he's, he's an interior guy. But he can play. But he definitely can play both. Um, he can play guard or tackle. Um, and um, I mean, Jalen Mayfield is a tackle, and he's still there for Michigan. Yeah, I I do I do like them both. Um, the guy from Michigan, I'd probably put 
maybe in the second round, possibly. Um, and he could definitely he could definitely come in at tackle um, behind the guys that we have currently. So he doesn't have to start, but you know um, he can. He's definitely can. He definitely can play guard or tackle. So I'm going with Leatherwood at thirty one. Keith, that gives you the final pick to wrap this puppy up. All right, so it feels good picking from in the in the last last pick of the first round. That means you did something right the year before. You know, you, you may have hoisted some silverware, maybe tossed it across the, from boat to boat. You know, I know. I know Kevin feels a little bad because he, he he used to know what that felt like when when the greatest quarterback of all time was there playing in New England. And now he's I'm, in. I don't the, feel bad. I don't uh, feel bad. I don't feel Joe, bad. Joe Montana's playing in. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, here you go. Here you go. Uh, no, that's another show, Pete. That's another. Yeah, that's another show. show. We're, we're, we're feeling good in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Wait, 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 wait. Ahead, before sir. we do this, before we take, before you get your pick. I need you to tell the people about your show. Give me about, give me, give me, give me some, give me some details on your show. How can they go out and how can they listen to your show? Where can they go? What's the show about? Go. So I am a contributor. My, my, my specialty is A2D radio. The show that I'm nearly on every week is birds of a feather football oriented show. Um, you can find us at A2D radio on all digital media, social media platforms, uh, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, anywhere you think you can find a podcast, we're there. You can even catch us, on, uh, catch us on Twitch now. We have a gaming channel now. Sometimes we even we do live reactions to the Sixers right now. You know, they're in a battle for first place in the East. Um, Flyers, not so much. You know, we always got some talk with the Eagles, as these guys like to use this at the butt of their jokes. But hey, man, come on over. We're preachers rocking on pigskin pandemic. Uh, just happy to be here. But yeah, come check us out, ATD Radio, across all media platforms. Find us on YouTube as well. Uh, not so much Twitter right now. We're in Twitter jail. We uh, can get into that a little bit uh, later. Uh, but Facebook as well. Um, and also uh, on TikTok and Instagram. So we have. ATD Radio, ATD Radio New York, ATD Radio Florida, I believe, um, California and New York as well. Um, so just just trying to be here, man. Just happy to be here. Uh, and uh, yeah, you never know where you're going to find me and what show on ATD Radio. It's, it's, uh, it's seven days a week, multi-show content. And uh, you never know. You never know where Pigskin Pandemic and ATD may, may collab again. You know, this is fun. I appreciate it. Um, so hey, with that, that Twitter jail, I told you that you gotta not incite those riots, man. Uh, listen, that wasn't <laughs> this wasn't even me. I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of the account. I don't know who put, who put us in the chair. We had to get the bail money out. You know how many how many how to get out of Twitter jail? <laughs> Jesus, it, it's and we still not out. Still not out. Um, with the 30 second pick overall, because uh, this has been fun, guys. I really thank you for having me here and giving me this platform. I don't know really what Tampa Bay needs at this point. You know, they just hoisted the Lombardi. I mean, but I think it is they're in a position to go best player available. And according to the board that I use right now, I'm going to go Levi Anzawerki, defensive tackle out of Washington. Solid pick. Solid pick. And they probably need to be looking at, you know, what's going to happen after Sue. 
So yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense there to be kind of successor after some of those yeah. veteran defensive linemen. Yeah, they don't have a, a real area of like absolute need. So I can see that. Yes. Okay, Kasu, Kasu done after this year. He done. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of those guys are kind of, you know, circling the drain. They're just, you know, kind of trying to put the band back together for one more run. I honestly don't think it's going to happen next year, but we can wait on that for another another conversation. So that takes care of our NFL draft for 2021 as far as we're concerned. Um, some picks were dead on. Some picks um, were questionable. Of course, the questionable ones came from yours truly. Always. And some picks <laughs> and some and some picks just, you know, um they were just no brainers. I mean the first, you know, two two or three picks were just no brainers. A couple of the other ones were no brainers. And this is how the this is how the NF, the NFL draft shapes up. You'll have your picks that are no brainers. You'll have your picks that are um, you know, best fit, best person on the board, and then you'll have your pick that's gonna start that's gonna make you scratch your head and go, what? Are you truly doing team? So again, when we picked, we picked as if we were the team, and if we were the if we were them, and you know, some of the picks came up a little wonky. That's what happens in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do have to say, I think it's great that for our particular teams, I know I know Pete is thrilled if this is how it shakes out. Yes, for the Eagles, you would be you would be actually willing to to say the name that shall not be said in, in Howie again. Um, and uh, same thing for me for the Dolphins. I'm, I'm not against my GM. I'm thrilled with what we have done so far. But if it turns out that we got Smith and uh, Vera Tucker, um, I would be absolutely thrilled as a Dolphins fan. Um, I think uh, you'd even be happy with Parsons there. Right, Kevin? Yeah, I, I definitely would be happy with Parsons or like a corner or somebody like that. Um, or even if it was a corner a quarterback, other than that guy, just just not so, Fields, <laughs> man. Oh, we think we're so happy. Who? Who? Who are you talking about? So um, I I think that I think that for our teams that are th- and, and, and even Matt's team, we are in a decent position to pick up some some pieces that we yep. were sorely missing yep. last year, mm-hmm. the year prior. To where we can get a little bit better. Um, there's a lot of talent in the first round. There's a ton of talent in the second round. There's a lot of talent in the third round. I, and, and, and it's talent, but we'll have to see how that how it shakes out on the field. They may right. be talented on paper, but then they get into your scheme and they may not fit, or the, the the game is too fast for them, or they can't process, or they get hurt, or something like that. We we hope that that never happens. We hope that the picks that they each team goes uh, goes ahead and and grabs. They make a major contribution for our team for years to come. We are we were definitely excited when Pete decided he wanted to come off his high kingdom perch and come down to our us little peon people and visit us for the show. Uh, we will definitely invite Pete back again to another show if he will, you know, like to talk with us peons. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a peon, so I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so you know, make sure you head over to his show. Maybe we can guest star on his show. I'm actually going to be y'all. Y'all don't do it live, right? Y'all do it. Y'all do it Zoom, right? 
Y'all still do it over Zoom or remote? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we're still we're we're still using the digital uh like the streaming plat uh, streaming platform. Oh, because I was going to tell you, I was going to say that I'm going to be in Jersey uh in, twice in the next few months, so maybe I'll stop on by. But y'all still are doing that. But you never know. Maybe you can invite us over to your show, and we can give a little insight as to what we you know what we think about the Eagles and you know the National Football League. We promise we won't be. Trash them to that. Hey, started. man. Anytime. I, know, I, 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 still, I still have to get him back for those shots he took at me earlier for picking Smith for some reason. I had a you know, chase. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, that was, those were right. There was no shots that I throw in tonight that were not rightfully deserved in some form or fashion. I would just say that. The, the shots that we take here, it doesn't even matter. The shots that we take are still opinionated shots. It's not the <laughs> truth. It's just our opinion. Indeed. You know, it's all good fun. And we all respect everybody's opinion, you know. Yeah. Um, so the guys out there that are listening to the shows, even ATV radio shows, you know, these are our opinions. This is not gospel yeah. truth. Uh, we do take fact, and we factor in our opinion with fact. And so, you know, we'll see on the nineteenth uh, what will happen with the NFL draft. You mean the 29th, we'll... sir? Yeah, 29th. He he in a rush. He in a rush for his team to pick fields. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the so weird. Hold on, yeah. It's the 29th, 30th, and the first. Okay, so I'm Green Bay hasn't picked yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking. I'm, I'm I'm tripping. So, quick preview. Quick preview for next week's show. So we talked about. We'll, and we'll get into this with Matt. I'm sure as well. Um, we'll talk about the players that are left on the board that'll be likely to be targets for our teams and, and specific fits. Because there actually are some very good names that are still out there that a lot of people I've picked in the first round that the way our board fell, um, yeah. you know, still left those out there. So it should be yeah. some interesting conversation there. Yep. So there is definitely, on our, definitely on our next show, we're going to talk about the, the fallout of our draft. There is some news hanging out there that we haven't been discussing for the past you know, few weeks or so. Um, as we kind of slow down for the off season, um, there's always the Sean Watson news. There is a ton of that news. So um, we'll be diving into our regular our regular news and our opinions next week. Okay. Maybe maybe Pete comes back before the off season is up to talk about the Sean Watson because I know that he will still. We talked about until we're still going to talk about it. So we're probably yeah. inviting back for the Sean Watson roundtable discussion. <laughs> Them Texas boy. <laughs> Texas boy. So for for me, Kevin, Ben, and Pete this week, where we will bid you adieu. Tune in next week where we talk more NFL. More gossip, more opinion. Peace out. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page, I want to thank you all for listening and remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there.